Live from Chatterbox Sports Studios, it's Off the Bench with Tom Brenneman. Oh, he's trying. He's trying. Oh, Get it there, Reed. Get it there, Reed. We're close. Oh, oh there it is. That's, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong one, but it's okay. That's all right. Thanks under to pressure. UDF. It's all right. We got it there under pressure. Welcome in, everybody. It is Off the Bench presented by... United Dairy Farmers, today is Tuesday, July 25th, 2023. Tom Brenneman is not here today, tomorrow, or Thursday, so that means you got the jesters in here with all of you. It's Paul Fritschner talking to you right now. It's Jacob, it's Elliot, it's Casey, it's Reed. And uh, you know what? We're going to have some fun over the next six hours of content for you. Two today, two tomorrow, and two on Thursday. We have Tracy Jones coming up at 1130. He will be joining us today and Thursday. Got some other guests in the works uh, for tomorrow and Thursday. But today, I think we're going to do a little bit of a therapy session today. Because we talked yesterday about how the Reds in this series in Milwaukee maybe wasn't the most important series of the season and how the the last two times the Reds had played the Brewers, that this was the most important thing the Reds had ever done, that this was the greatest series of our lives. Reed, what's the what's the speech from Augie Garrido? It's about our lives. It's ain't about no god darn game. It's about our lives. Don't you get it? Don't you get it? God darn it. Well, you know, I don't know if this one is that important because the Reds, they just couldn't get over the hump. And it started off just the way that you feel like games start off in Milwaukee now. Ellie De La Cruz, a long fly ball to center field. And there's the UC kid, Joey Weimer. That's your guy, Elliot. That's, That's right. your guy. Goes up and robs a home run. That would have been a home run, right? Yeah. yeah. That would have been a home run. Goes up and robs a home run. And that really just sets the tone for the game. I'm sitting there watching it. And you're thinking to yourself, all right, the Reds have clearly made a statement about this for the last two weeks. Coming back from Milwaukee the last time, they come back home. They're playing the Brewers at Great American Ballpark out of the All-Star break. And they're thinking to themselves, is this what's going to happen again? They get swept by the Brewers and they say to themselves, we're going to go up to Milwaukee. Things are going to be different. Things are going to be different. You know what it sounds like? It sounds like when you get in trouble with your parents, you're little, you get in trouble with your parents and the same thing keeps happening over and over and over again. And they say, is it going to be different the next time? And you look at them with these real big eyes, these puppy dog eyes, and you say, yeah, yeah, it's going to be different the next time. But you know in your head, it's not going to be different the next time. It's not different. It's the same thing over and over and over. It's insanity. You're doing the same thing over and over again. You're expecting different results, and you're just not going to get it. You just hope, like we talked about yesterday, that the Reds can get one of the next two games. The Reds lose last night by one run. It was a walk-off from Christian Yelich in the bottom of the ninth inning. Alexis Diaz comes in. He gives up a walk and back-to-back -back singles for a game-winning run. It was a fun game for the most part. I think the frustrating part for the Reds was that it felt like they had opportunities. It felt like there were opportunities for the Reds that were squandered and for the Brewers talk about squandering opportunities I think John Sadak pointed out going into Christian Yelich's at bat they were one for 15 one for 15 with runners in scoring position in the game the Reds continue to play the Brewers and set themselves up for success but as the graphic on the screen says right now for some reason the Brewers are the Reds kryptonite we're going to get into that in a second but this is off the bench 
presented by United Dairy Farmers. We come your way, as Tom always says, from 10 a.m. to 12 Eastern time right here from Chatterbox in Hamilton, Ohio. We're sponsored by Betfred Sports. We're sponsored by UDF. We're sponsored by a whole host of sponsors that Reed's going to tell you about in about 45 minutes when we get done here talking about the Reds. Um, let's, let's first, because there are a couple of, of bullet points here that I want to really make sure we, we hit on and talk about. Um, but, uh, you know, you guys, last night, any, any frustrations? Any, what's the vibe? I mean, it, honestly, the vibe is not any lower than it was yesterday. Same. We, we were talking about the Brewers beating us down, and, you know, they've, they've kind of had us all as a defeated group now. I mean, yeah, it, it's tough. It's, it's really especially tough because it was Diaz, and we haven't seen him truly. I mean, his, his first blown save, his only blown save of the year, we won the game. So that's the first time we've really seen him, you know, falter to a point that costs us the game all year. Which stinks, you know, because you, you like to have him as that true lockdown guy, and now you don't have that zero anymore. Yeah. So that's tough, but yeah, I mean, it hasn't really moved the needle for me. Yeah, I wouldn't say I, I, that I, the loss. I, I figured it was going to happen. I don't expect the Reds to win this series. I expect each game to be low scoring and, and, and close. That's what last night was. The Brewers' offense isn't good. You look down that lineup. I mean, Jesse Winker hit a, got a hit. He's hitting 190 for the year. So. The, the Brewers aren't a good team. I think they have phenomenal pitching. Uh, they have a phenomenal bullpen. They have phenomenal starters. But they can't score runs. The Reds somehow have to score on them. I don't know how it's going to happen. It's gonna, Like Reed was saying it before the show, it, it can't be on one hit. All your offense cannot be on one swing of the bat. And that's what it seems to be against Milwaukee. Reed, you said you watched six innings of the game last night. There, You brought up a great point that I was going to spend a lot of time talking about today. Uh, but I'm going to let you introduce it. Tyler Stevenson, uh, he can't catch. Yeah, so I watched – I was hanging out with my buddy who's coming in from Florida, and we had some pints and watched uh, the Reds for about six innings. And the thing about Tyler Stevenson is everyone's talking about how bad he is catching. And I, I watched him, and the dude can't catch. Every pitch he catches, the his frame moves. The glove moves with every catch he has. And with the umpire that they had last night with a huge zone calling things all over the place, there's no reason that you can't be stealing pitches, can't be stealing strikes for your pitchers. And he really didn't do a whole lot of that compared to what the Brewers did. But to the point that Elliott made, I got on X.com, and if you didn't watch the game at all, you would think that David Bell made some ginormous blunder throughout the game. And that just wasn't the case. You can't win many ball games if all your offense comes off one swing. And what a swing it was by Ellie De La Cruz, but you got to have a little bit more offense than that. When you score two runs, you don't win many ball games. I just don't understand how at the major league level you can be behind the plate and play as poorly as Tyler Stevenson does. I, I just there was a there was a ball uh, that was called a ball, a pitch that was called a ball in I don't know, the 7th or 8th inning. It crossed the K zone, and if Stevenson had just received the ball better instead of going down into the ground with the pitch, it's probably a strike. If not, it's right on the edge of the zone, but it's probably a strike. Not too often do you see pitches that are in the zone on the K zone where the catcher's glove touches the ground, and that happened. Two wild pitches that, yeah, they were wild pitches. They weren't past balls, but I think most major league catchers would tell you 
those pitches need to be stopped in front of the plate. Now, one time it didn't end up burning the Reds because the run didn't end up scoring. It just advanced the runner from second to third. But still, those are plays that need to be made. You're not going to blame Stevenson for that when the run didn't end up scoring. But it's not inspiring any confidence for you going forward. If the catchers want to keep, or if the Reds want to keep going out there with three catchers on this roster, it's not inspiring any confidence when you see Tyler Stevenson behind the plate the way he was yesterday. Jacob, you had a stat about Tyler Stevenson's uh, receptions. Yeah, I was on Baseball Savant earlier today, and his his framing is just a real dark blue circle, sixth percentile framing. That means 94% of the league catchers are better than him behind the plate at getting balls that are called or that are actually balls called strikes. And it's not that hard. It's not. It's not that it's not. hard because to a certain extent, you just kind of have to try because it looks like he's not trying, and that's the frustrating thing. It looks like he's just sticking his glove out there, and he's not trying. If you look at the good catchers in the league, they attack the ball. Yeah. They go through the ball and hold it there in the zone. Every time, especially on breaking balls, he just drops down and almost waits for it to hit the dirt. And then you get surprised when the ball squirts between his legs and the guys continue to run around the bases. I mean, at some point... I, I tweeted it out last night, but at some point, the kid needs to learn how to catch. Yeah. I mean, if he wants to catch in the major leagues, you have to be able to catch, and he can't do it. And I think, I think it, with the state of today's umpiring, it's all about framing. Like, rarely, I mean, the, the pitches on the outside part of the zone, those are, those are all determined by the framing of the catcher. The umpiring is horrible. You have to be able to frame. Tyler Stevenson can't do it on a regular, consistent basis, which is his job. I don't, know, I don't know where they go from here. Tyler Stevenson needs to be catching every day, like Trace says, or he needs to be sent to AAA. There, there's no you – can't, you can't half it and half it, right? I don't want to see Kirk Casale any more, any more than anybody else does, but at, at the end of the day, he's significantly better behind the plate. Significantly. And to some points in the chat, look, we're not blaming Tyler Stevenson for a loss, like that last night where all your offense comes on one swing from Ellie De La Cruz, and we'll get to that more in a second. But you can also look at this in the same way and say that you're not doing yourself any favors. You're not helping your pitcher out, creating more stressful innings or whatever it might be because you can't catch the ball in a way that benefits your pitcher. Adds more stress if the runners advance in a scoring position. You take double plays out of order. All those little things just because you're not doing your job behind the plate. doesn't necessarily mean we're blaming him for yet another loss in, my, in Milwaukee. It's just how it goes. Joey Votto is two for his last 36. Are we going to talk about this? Uh, I, I mean, said, are, are, what, what are we doing here? I said that a week ago. What are we doing here? On Twitter. Look. I, I get it. Nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody's going to assign blame. You know, everybody's going to beat around the bush. He's two for 36. And I get the power numbers. I get, you know, WRC plus all that. You're talking about his career average. I, I get all that. If you're looking just past the average or just past the slap hitting, whatever it might be. But we've, we've seen a little bit now. We've seen a little bit. I, I don't get it. I, at some point, I mean, you have the guys, especially with Jonathan India on this roster, where you do not need to play Votto every day. You don't need to play Votto almost any day. Now, if you move Jonathan India and you have the ability to, you know, play Ellie and, C and McLean in the middle infield and play Steer at third, then that opens up more playing time for Votto. But with the current state of the roster, CES needs to be at first 
and you can rotate those outfielders through the DH spot, and then you don't have to rest the guys that are actually hitting in the 200s. Like, I hate that that's the line we're playing with, but you can't walk a guy out there that's hitting in the 170s and just bank on him hitting a home run every time he comes up to the plate. I don't know what you do, though, because you're paying him half the team's payroll. So at some point, if you bench him, you're just burning money. So I don't know, I don't know what the scenario is. I don't know if it's like I, – I, I don't know what the deal is because at some point you have to play the guy. You're paying him $26 million. If, but, if, you, if, if he's sitting on the bench getting paid $26 million, it's not, a good, it's not a good look. At that point, you might as well just cut him, and I think he does have value. Yeah, I'm not saying he doesn't have value because, like you said, Jacob, there's value in rotating guys through. There's, val there's value in, you know, bringing him off the bench, I guess, having him on the major league roster. You, you hear the, the stories you want to talk about, you know, whatever this narrative has been in the last month about who the leader of this team is, all that. At the end of the day, the leader of this team is Joey Votto in the sense of a veteran presence, somebody who's been around, somebody that can get you out of slums. I mean, remember that article that Charlie Goldsmith talking about him and Will Benson and, and just the little things that you can provide to a team because you are far and away the most experienced player on this roster. You don't DFA him. You don't send him down to AAA. You also don't sit him every day. But what do you do? Because you can't keep trotting him out there to go, 0 for 3 or, or 1 for 5. Joey Votto's most value to this team is as a two, three times a week DH. Maybe first base. His, his glove is still valuable at first base. I understand that. He, he cannot be in, hitting in your lineup every day. I mean, there's no reason he should face a left-handed pitcher ever again with CES up. And, and against righties, what has he shown? I mean, if he's not hitting a home run a game, he has not been valuable to this team. And, and it's, it sucks to say that. Because we kind of alluded to it before he came up. We worried this was going to happen. And then the early home runs, we, you know, we all hopped on the bandwagon and we were so happy that Vado was contributing. Literally, if he isn't hitting 50% of his hits for a home run, he's not valuable at, his, at this current rate. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's true. The issue is there's nothing they can do. And this is, what, this is the risk you sign. This is the risk you face when you sign guys to 10-year deals is that towards the end, they're not going to be productive. You're seeing it in Detroit with Miguel Cabrera. You, you saw it with Albert Pujols in Los Angeles. The, these guys start to tail off at the end. There's nothing you can do. You're paying them an ungodly amount of money. They have to play. They have to. There's no choice. No, there's no choice. They don't you, have to. I, I think you can. Yeah, just they don't have to. I think you do, though. I mean, yeah, the, you're already locked into the money. You're, right. you're right about that. So if you bench him, you're losing you're, you're losing on that asset. That's an appreciating investment that you made right there. But you're already locked into it, and if it's hurting the team, there's no point in playing him. Is he more there's no point in trotting him the out there just to say that we're getting your money's worth. That's not what you do. I think, to Jacob's point, I do think he has, a, I, think he, I think there is value to him being on the bench and having Strand play instead of him. But power-wise, he's still been productive, right? I, I do think there, there's... There's qualities when he's on the field that other guys aren't even close to giving. I think his power does keep him in the lineup. If he didn't have seven home runs, then we'd have then we'd be having a different conversation right now. Because then I don't know what you do. Because it's, with at twenty six million dollars and you're offering literally nothing, then you can't play. But if he's hitting a home run once every several games, I don't see why he can't play a couple games a week like Jacob said. Yeah. So this this just goes back to what we talked about with Joey Votto when he was coming up. When he was coming up from, from AAA a couple months ago, what was that, about a month ago, 
we're like, does he have a spot on this team? And it's becoming more and more abundant that his spot on the team is very minuscule. His spot in the lineup is derivative on him just putting the ball over the fence one out of every 15 at-bats. And if he ain't doing that, then what's, it, what, what's he worth at all? But it's, I mean, you look around the league, I mean, there's guys who are doing that exact same thing. Kyle Schwarber is doing that this year. Uh, Pete Alonso for the Mets this year is doing that. I'm not comparing Joey to those guys, but that's, but that's what it is, right? I think there are guys that just have power, and, and the way the MLB has changed, if you're going to hit 190, but you're going to hit a home run every couple games and get a decent amount of walks, you have value in today's MLB. I guess that's my thing with, with Vado, that in order for him to hit 180 and have value, he needs to hit 30 home runs. And I just don't think there's any way he's going to be able to do that. Like, I, I don't see this absurd power keeping up over the long haul. He's going to go up and down. But, I mean, he would have to hit legitimately 30 or 40 home runs to be valuable at a 180 average on a daily basis. And three of his seven home runs came in a what? Two-game stretch? Correct. Two of his seven came in a five-inning stretch. Yep. So, look, I'm, it's a tough situation because, like you said, Elliot, there, there are a lot of factors. I, I think money plays a factor, but I don't think it should be the be-all, end-all because you're, you're already paying him. You're already – the money is already on the books. The money is already there that no matter what you do with Joey Bottle, you're already going to pay him. And like somebody pointed out in the chat a few minutes ago – would you rather sacrifice money or sacrifice wins? And right now, the Reds are in a prime position to make the postseason. And I would argue they are in a prime position to win this division. They are. They're right there. They're on the doorstep. And for some reason, they can't beat the Brewers, but they can beat everybody else. And the Brewers struggle with everybody else. Now, you do take a look at the schedule. The Brewers do have, I think, the Nationals six more times, and they got to play the Pirates, too, in there. Like, the... The Brewers have some very winnable games over the course of the rest of the season. But the Reds do too. I think, if anything, the Brewers have a slightly more difficult schedule the rest of the way. The Reds have a pretty brutal August. But you get into September for the Reds. The Reds have the NL Central to close the month. They don't play the Brewers, but you have the Cardinals mixed in there. The Reds still got to play the Cubs a bunch. Are the Reds done with the Pirates? No, no, no. They no, go they, to they, Pittsburgh. They got, they got two series two left. Series two series against They've only played Pitt. seven against the Pirates. Yeah, they got to go to Pittsburgh. I, I, in fact, I just got an invite to go to Pittsburgh. I'm not, I can't go, but to Pittsburgh, the 11th to the 13th of August. And then they have one other series against Pittsburgh. So the division is right there. And it's a two-team race. Maybe, maybe a distant third with Chicago. But it's a two-team race right now for this division. And the Reds are right on the cusp. If you're not going to trade for anybody, if you're not going to go out there and ship India off or Stevenson or Casale or a hey, clickbait over here, Fraley, good job, guys. Yeah, I, just I want to you know hat tip to you guys for the content machine that we are trying to build here at Chatterbox Sports. Yeah, well, you guys put on a masterclass yeah, yesterday. Jacob Jacob turned to me yesterday. He's like, you know what? Should we should we clip this? I think we're gonna get dragged. I'm like, yeah, you know what? We'll do it. Do you know what happened? What? We got dragged. Yeah, we got dragged. <laughs> and by the way, Jacob and I said we don't want Fraley to be traded. I said we we said that we think he will be traded. I don't know who Reds fans think they're going to get at the deadline if it's not for India or Fraley. True. There's nobody else in this roster that they're a willing to trade or b has and enough value. has enough value yeah. to trade. Nick Senzel, sorry guys, has zero value. If anything, he has negative value. A team is doing you a favor for taking <laughs> Nick Senzel. 
Kevin Newman stinks. He's an okay bat, right? He's, he's a worse Kyle Farmer. That's what he is. He's a worse Kyle Farmer. He offers nothing and nothing. Kirk Casale, nothing. He will, he will probably play for another team because that's just how the catching position is in the MLB. You can hit 150 and call yourself a good catcher. But I, these guys don't have value unless you're willing to trade a prospect, which the fan base has already declared that they don't want because they're willing to stick to the plan, right? So that leaves you Jonathan India and Jake Fraley. That's it. Maybe Will Benson. But nobody's going to want Will Benson traded. So I don't know who... Uh, Reds fans have this thing warped where they can get wherever they want at, at the deadline. That's not how this works, guys. I, I do love everyone also adding in the Jose Barreros, Chucky Robinson, yeah, I, <laughs> Taylor Hen, uh, you know, Hendricks, and all those guys in AAA. Henry Ramos was hitting 385 in AAA and cleared waivers. Guys that mash in AAA don't have any trade value. Like, that's maybe Jose Barrera because he's young and has proven it defensively to a degree. But, that, I mean, that's the only guy, and that's pennies on the dollar. You're not getting trade value for guys in AAA hitting 350. Don't tell Ronnie Smith about Jose Barrera. <laughs> Fans but, trade values. It, it's so funny. If you've ever been in a fantasy football, baseball league, and you get the notification like so-and-so sent you a trade, they're always terrible trades because people don't want to give up value to get value. People can't get that through their, their brains. So it's just so funny that every time around this trade deadline, the Reds are experiencing it right now as a Cubs fan. You, you, you see it all the time, but you're, they're like, let's trade Kevin Newman and Nick Senzel for Shohei Otani. Like, yeah, that one makes sense. That 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 plays. Let's go ahead and do that. Like, who wouldn't say no well, to that? Read the trade value website broke everybody's brain. <laughs> whoever whoever created that website <laughs> is they, the best. Well, no, they're the worst <laughs> because they have warped fans' brain, all baseball fans' brains, the thinking that they know what they're doing when they get on trade value and plug in Shohei for India. It doesn't work like that, guys. Sorry. The, the, the one that Jacob brought up before the show started today, he said he traded what? Jonathan India for Lucas Giolito and Michael Kopik and, and their top shortstop, Sosa. And their, their top prospect for just Jonathan India straight up. It's exactly a 17 for a 17. Baseball <laughs> trade values doesn't lie. Incredible. Absolutely incredible. I saw last night the headline that the D-backs and the Orioles – or exploring options to trade for Shohei Otani. Uh, would love to see what the Orioles would give up. I'm not as familiar with the Diamondbacks, but would love to see what an Orioles trade for Shohei Otani would be. Because the Orioles system, well, and especially now at the major league level, but the Orioles system in general has been loaded the last three years. And they have plenty of talent. You have Jackson Holiday there. Colton Cowser just got the call to the major leagues. All these guys that have filtered through the minors that are now making their way up to the higher levels of the minor leagues, double AA, A, triple A, and, and eventually to the major leagues. It is going to be fascinating to see whether Shohei Otani is a Los Angeles Angel on August 1st, one week from yesterday, and what that looks like. It's yeah. going to be fascinating. It, the Orioles can make, or maybe the only team in the entire league that I think can make a package for Shohei, and I wouldn't think it's a bad move. If they hold on to Jackson Holiday, they cannot move Jackson Holiday, but if they can do it with the rest of their system and make a move for Shohei, I don't think it's a bad move because they still have such a young team at the MLB level. You're probably not trading many of those guys. You, you have a very, very realistic shot at competing for a World Series, maybe winning one this year, especially if you had Shohei. Yeah. I mean, that roster is absurd. Their biggest need is a power bat, a left-handed power bat and a starting pitcher, and 
Shohei Otani is the best at both of those in the entire league. So, yeah, I mean, I would love him in, in Baltimore. I know I've been saying Atlanta the whole time, but Baltimore might be just as fun. I think a, a rival sportsbook put out odds on where Shohei will play on August 2nd. And by far the best odds were the Los Angeles Angels. It was they like were, minus, yeah, it was like minus three or four hundred. But after that, I think the Giants were like ten to one. The Yankees were eleven to one. The Dodgers were like fifteen to one. And then any other team in the league was like thirteen to one. So I don't know the, those exact odds, but yeah, something like that. Which the Orioles weren't even on that radar. And you, you, you've always said like the the Orioles and the Braves are the most likely. That's what I've always thought. Yeah. And just to think that they weren't even like the top odds getters. They were just a part of the field is, is kind of crazy to think about. Uh, Everett Henry points out a good point I, I did kind of want to bring up. Colin Coward on his <laughs> show the other day spent 15 minutes on a segment about what a package for Shohei Otani would look like involving draft picks. Fun fact about the MLB, you cannot trade draft picks. So It's the Hearn that was with a, that Colin was a fun segment. <laughs> he It's actually, I, I listened to Colin a lot. And you could tell his producers force feed like one baseball topic a week. And it's always just off. Sorry. Always just off the wall. Thanks, Joe. With just whatever he's talking about. No idea what any, any of you talk about. It sounded a lot like yesterday when I didn't know the playoff format. The herd is to baseball what this show is to soccer. <laughs> Which is funny because baseball is a pretty big deal in the United yeah, States. Yeah, so you've got one producer that really yeah. cares about I don't even know if they're that far, so I take that back. <laughs> if you really listen to Colin, we, we're, we, we don't have to spend a lot of time on Colin Cowherd here, but <laughs> if you really listen to Colin, he doesn't make great points all the time. <clears throat> illustrates them but beautifully. God, I love listening to how he illustrates them. Yep. He is a phenomenal sports he's, talk host. He's, he is so good. He doesn't always make the smartest points, and you want to throw your chair through the TV when you're listening to him half the time. But the way he sits there and he illustrates what he's trying to say and he tries to convince you that what he is saying is right and sometimes it works and then you turn the show off and you think to yourself, wait, what did he just say? He's good. Like he's, him or not, he's, I'll never trust another quarterback with a backwards hat. Right. He's, well, he's, he's, the best, <laughs> he's the best in the biz when it comes to uh, talking shows, of, of course, besides Tom. And the thing about Colin is, is he does this like golden flow of rhetoric where he just says the same point 13 to 14 different ways over the course of 30 minutes. And it eventually just beats it into your brain. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, every opinion I've ever had about the national basketball association is directly from Colin Coward <laughs> directly. Don't watch a single minute of the NBA. So if Colin Coward tells me, it's just like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Sure, that makes, that, that makes a whole lot of sense. And like Everett says, he just re-illustrates the point over and over and over for the whole segment. He'll say it one way. He'll start it off. Then he lets it fester. There's silence. He lets you think about it. And then he'll say it another way. And then he'll think about it again. And then he'll re-illustrate the point. Maybe he brings some data into it. He knows what he's doing. It's not like it's just a bunch of clowns up there yelling at each other. That's which other shows. gets tiring. Is that how this show is? Yeah, you're mm. Don't bring up Jonathan India. <laughs> Don't bring up Geno Smith. Don't bring up Geno Smith. <laughs> you know, it really is a shame that the cameras in this studio aren't rolling 24-7 because half of the arguments that we've had, or probably a majority of the best arguments that we have had, the cameras just aren't going. Yesterday was... Phenomenal for about 20 minutes in here on Geno Smith. And we tried to do 
to do the Geno Smith thing up here on the stage and do it on the show. But you'll never get that raw emotion like what we saw yesterday when Casey was stumping for his boy, Geno Smith. I've Even just, though he's, I what, mean, top seven, two, top two 17, 17th, I think, Jacob, in MVP voting <laughs> preseason. 17th quarterback. 17th, yes, quarterback <laughs> on the MVP voting. But it, that's your guy, Casey. Casey, nobody is going to take a bigger victory lap. You know, for the most part, and I said this last Evan season, Evan Marr Casey. took a big one yesterday. What? Evan Marr took a big, big victory yeah, lap. Yeah, that's great. By the way, can, can, can I say something? If you're, if, you're, <laughs> if you're happy about being right that the Reds are willing to trade Jonathan India, who's done nothing but try his best and be like a positive voice for the city, you're, I mean, you're crazy. You're just crazy. The fans who wanted him shipped last summer – Crazy. I still think that. You're right, but you're crazy. You're just crazy. At least I'm right. You're right, but you're crazy. I want that clipped. I love that. I went back, and I was listening to some old shows uh, not too long ago, and I was listening to some things Casey was saying about the football season. You know, Casey, i got to give you some credit. You were right about a lot of things last season in the football season. There was one thing you were, you were wrong on, but a lot of times you were right. With a lot of your football takes, so I want to I want to tip my cap to you on that. What, which, I, which one was I wrong on? If you don't. Uh, let's harp on that. The Pat, the Patty Mahomes, the, ti- uh, the oh, that, that's partially. Oh, I wasn't straight, well. The the Patty Mahomes, I was I was discrediting that a little bit. The Tyler, the Tyler Huntley is better than Lamar Jackson was a tough take. That that was. He still believes that. <laughs> I might still believe, I, it, but it was, it was more <laughs> indicative. It was more indicative in how I feel about Lamar Jackson than anything. I still don't believe in Lamar, but. Well, I was I was gonna go with uh, Dewan Jones. Oh well, ah, we'll see. Ah, that's not during the season. We'll see. That's the off season. Do I keep it off the ledger? Yeah, that's not on my. That's Ignore. not on my record. He just had him as a first a first round talent. Who knows? He could be. Could be a first round talent. He could Unproven. be a first round talent. Right. Unproven. That's right. Unproven. Haven't seen anything yet. Haven't yet. I take still in the oven. You gotta wait for it to get golden. Gotta bake it. Gotta bake it a little yeah. bit. Same with Gino. Same with Gino. Gotta wait for that. Yeah, we, we haven't Gino's seen enough. G- yeah, we, haven't we haven't seen, seen enough. enough t- 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 there's Gino. one thing we know years. about Geno Smith. It, that, it's that there's still a lot that's unproven. Yeah, I mean, thirty-year-old quarterback Geno Smith. Sure. Was there a bigger shtick on this show than? It wasn't a shtick, but was there anything funnier than the month that we spent in the month of April? Talking about Dewan Jones. <laughs> they gets drafted in the middle of the third round. I mean, fourth. you legitimately. Fourth? Fourth yeah. round? Yeah, fourth round. Fourth round. Man, you had him like ninth overall. <laughs> he's, he's that talented. I can't help so but. First round talent. First round talent. Did he get caught smoking weed or something? Or was the Raz no, score not no, good no. enough? He said, no. his, well, his Raz score was, it was one bad. of the worst ever. It was oh, worst. that's it then. That's it. I don't the, care about no damn RAS score. I don't score. care about it, but clearly other exactly. people do. It's a freak. I don't care about no damn RAS score, Paul. See, I tried to tell you, Casey. <laughs> I tried to tell you. He told coaches and GMs he'd rather play basketball than football at the NFL that, draft. That that one hurt. That's awesome. Yeah, so <laughs> what? That is aw- who <laughs> who wouldn't? In all honesty, if you ask every athlete ever if they could be elite at one sport. I would say the overwhelming majority would pick basketball because it's objectively the coolest sport. Casey would pick soccer. Yeah, who who wouldn't? Oh, some on. some would say golf. Someone <laughs> some would love to be elite at golf. I think. Who wouldn't pick basketball if you could be elite at both? Who wouldn't pick basketball? If you're gonna live your life. You're you not gonna die. Be smart enough not to say that in the draft. I understand, ball. but you're not gonna die when you're <laughs> 42 years old. You gotta be smart enough not to say that, especially when you're 
possibly pushing 400 pounds. Right, when you're the heaviest player in combine history. In combine people history. have questions about your work ethic. Maybe don't question how much you want to play the sport at a professional level. <laughs> that's, that's, that's just use some critical Look, it's fair. I'm not saying it's not fair. I'm just saying. Uh, that's so funny. I'm just saying. I think I'd pick golf. I think I'd pick golf because if, if you could be if you could be the best in the world at one sport, I'd probably pick golf. Maybe baseball just because of the pay. But I'd probably pick golf. Basketball pays the most, right? Yes. Well, soccer. Soccer. Well, yeah. yeah one, one billion dollars is pretty hard. <laughs> yeah, play. but there's right. no billion dollars. Well, I guess I'm talking American players. sports. Mer yeah, yeah. If. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean soccer's <laughs> soccer's option. Like if golf, you're, gonna, golf you're telling me second. I could be messy. All right, here here's one for you. Would you rather be Messi, Tiger Woods, LeBron, or Mike Trout? I would like to be my king, LeBron James. Would you rather be Messi, Tiger Woods, LeBron, or Mike Trout? For what it's worth, I don't think if you could pick to be any baseball player ever, I don't think Mike, Mike Trout, Trout would, would take, no. like, top 50. Like, Derek Jeter Show would be, would be no, one I'm of the— No, I'm thinking guys right now. Okay. Show I'm thinking guys right now. Tiger Woods. Tiger Woods for me. Why? Because Tiger Woods, dude, like, you don't watch golf if Tiger's not playing. 90% of golf fans won't watch the sport That's true. if he's not playing on a Sunday. That's crazy. Imagine, like, <laughs> You're the right, NBA. but that's crazy. Imagine, imagine the NBA being like, yeah, we're not going to watch today because LeBron isn't playing on every single team, every game, all the time. That's how a lot of people watch the NBA. Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's, 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 there's a, a majority of, of fans that just play. whatever team LeBron's on, that's the fan. Well, that's fair then. But I, I, I think... Tiger Woods legitimately changes the sport of golf when he's out there playing golf. If he's bad, it doesn't even matter. He, the, the numbers are way up. The sales are way up. Every aspect of golf improves when Tiger Woods just shows up to an event. That's not the case with, I would say, any other sport. Also, golf is like the most easy on your body and probably the most longevity, right? Yeah. Out of all the sports, so... I could see where you want to go, Tiger Woods. Mine would be LeBron, though. I could run, I think, jump, and dunk I think, like LeBron. I think there's something about being the star of the NBA. And LeBron is I always, think the so. NBA has some pop culture cachet to it that it would be cool to be sure. you know, the star of the, the NBA. The most like, quantity of recognizable athletes, I think. The NBA does? Yeah. Well, I think that's because the NBA has now marketed itself and the product so well outside of the on-court product. I mean... I think the average American would tell you that they know more about what happens off the court in the NBA than on the court. And also the fact that they don't wear helmets. Like, that's such, well, a, yeah, that's that, such a yes, big Yes, like yes, thing. that too. They don't wear anything on their head. Right. Yes, you're right. Super Sir chat. Boy Wonder. Yeah. Ellie overall. I think Ellie De La Cruz is pretty high on the list of baseball players you would want to be right now. Yeah, I was yeah. needing that power. I proposed the question to my friends yesterday. Is there a player in Major League Baseball right now that you could not get for Ellie De La Cruz? Like, if you threw Ellie De La Cruz on the trading block, yeah. is there a single player in Major League Baseball that you could not do a one-for-one -one trade with Ellie De La Cruz for? I don't think so. I don't think there is. The only, the only people I? that come to mind is a guy like Ronald Acuna, but he's – Ellie's infinitely cheaper than Ronald Acuna right now. And then Shohei's, you're only getting him for the next three months. Now, next year, Shohei for Ellie might be a, might be a stretch. Yeah. But still, you might, you still might be able to... still the value. Right, yeah, because you get five years of Ellie. But you're also getting ten I years. wouldn't trade India for him. <laughs> we know. All right, so I'll throw one more name in there. Uh, I, I don't know if this... Kirby threw a good one in the chat as well. 
Adley Rutschman. Adley yeah, Rutschman. That'd be a tough get. Jackson Holiday would be a tough get. Right, yeah. If you if you in Major League Baseball, if you get a elite catcher, an elite catcher, you are just so far ahead of the eight ball. Yeah. So far ahead of the eight ball. They haven't been swept since they called him up, what, a year and a half ago? It's crazy. Yeah, yeah May of 70 last year. Seventy something series? May of last year. Uh I'll throw Max Verstappen in there. Nah, don't Formula? Formula One. The best Formula One driver. I don't know. That would be I might I might that might be my answer. That's lower on the totem pole than MLS. For for what it's worth. Yeah, I don't I know. know. What are you talking about? Yeah. I mean F one might be It's a very pot worldwide. Oh my god. I think if I could I, I didn't even think of that. If I could be Verstappen, I might choose Verstappen over any of those other guys. There's a Puerto Rican guy that plays on my uh Adult baseball league team, and he watches Formula One in the dugout like it's like crack. Well, the thing about Formula One is it's kind of it, it, it's kind of like the international NBA, where you care about everything besides what actually happens in the sport, like the the drama of F one, what happens with the teams and the racing and the general managers and how they construct their cars and what changes from year to year in the cars and everything like that, and the dynamic of the racers, uh, you know, all that. But then they actually get on the race, and the two hours of the race, it's awful. Well, also the same guy wins every but single time. That's what I'm saying. He's it's. It has to be the most boring sport in the world. You don't have to watch. He yeah, it's literally like wins football. every race. The same teams win yeah. every year. Ain't no there's, stopping. There's twelve. There's twelve weeks. Of Ain't no stopping. Max Verstappen. Mm. You know what's funny? You said Lionel oh, Messi, and you can't you can't argue the Lionel Messi like he's infinitely he's he's achieved way more. He's a better soccer player than Cristiano Ronaldo. But I still think I'd rather be Cristiano Ronaldo than Lionel Messi. I yeah, I'd probably, awesome. I would handsome. rather be rich in Miami than rich in Saudi Arabia. I'm just saying <laughs> that there's there's a short list of people that are more handsome than Cristiano Ronaldo. Is Ronaldo the most famous person in the world? Yeah. If Ronaldo wasn't one of the greatest soccer players of all time, he would still walk in a room and people would be like, oh, God. Mm-hmm. He's that handsome. He's a handsome fellow. Oh, yeah. He's, he's, he's got it all going for him. Right, man. yeah. He's I mean, got he's it got all everything. going for him. He's right. But I'm just saying, if you picked one person in the world that was the most famous person in the world that would get recognized more in a crowd of strangers than any other person, my, my answer would be Ronaldo. Right. But it, it wouldn't be a... a, 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 a Leader, you know, a, a president or some some state leader. I don't think I don't think a political uh, figure would. Would get more recognized? Do you think like DT forty five would probably DT45 get more? Do you think would get internationally more, maybe the most DT forty seven in the world? Right. You, <laughs> you you think Trump would be more recognized in somewhere in 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 the world than Ronaldo would be? Yep. Yes. I don't know. It'd be close. I don't know. I think I it'd be know. close. I mean, when I when you think That's about a good name w- when you think about now, granted, Ronaldo hasn't had the World Cup success, but when you think about three or what three is it three billion people watch the World Cup? Billion? Half the world watch the World Cup? Billion? And you think uh, you know, a hundred million people watch the Super Bowl? And we think about how popular that is in the country, just in, in the United States. And, you know, the, the, the United States comes to a halt on the second Sunday of February. I, 
That's a that's a that's an interesting one. Yeah, I feel like like the majority of the world doesn't care a whole lot about who the president is, but Trump was such a divisive figure that like yeah. everyone, I mean, like it was it was it was like a reality show at times. Like you had to keep tabs on what was going on yeah. over in America. Yeah. Okay. All right. I have a I have a controversial. If we're going, Take. if we're going, Dewan let's, Jones? let's go. Dewan Casey, let's Jones? get in the weeds. Is it Dewan Jones? No, no I know what no. he's going to say. Okay. I know what he's going to say. If we're going politics, I know what he's going to say. Putin or King Jong Un is probably the most famous, recognizable face. Mm-hmm. Fair in the, in the world. That's I thought, fair. I thought you were going deceased political leaders. Yeah, we ain't, we ain't going back to. Oh, uh, we ain't going back. We going far, back there. Brother. No. Okay. Putin. I don't know. I think I think DT would have Putin. If you lined up really? 50 Russians, I don't know that I could pick Putin out of the lineup. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I don't know. Like maybe, I, I don't maybe know I how just... recognizable he is. Trump's hard to miss. Trump's hard to miss. The blonde, the the the, the blonde, yeah, he's the traffic got... cone skin and bleach blonde hair. All right, let's get back to the Reds. <laughs> <laughs> you ready let's... for this? You ready for this transition? Sir Boy Wonder just sent me the uh, umpire card from last night. Here we go. Let's go, baby. Send it to me, Elliot. Send it to you. Send it. Send it. Send it over to Casey, and we'll pull this up on the screen. This is producing in line. Live time. There was multiple pitches that were a full ball. outside of the zone. Casey, your account or Chatterbox? My account. Okay. Here we go. At C box. Everybody, calm down. Everyone, calm down. (laughs) Stop freaking out, guys. Come on. You know what else? We got a pub here for a second. You what? Can, you can download the Box Lunch as a podcast. Just so everybody knows, you can go in. You can download the Box Lunch as a podcast. Reed would Reed would greatly appreciate that. Right. It keeps me employed every time that someone downloads. You shouldn't have said that. Lunch. Now they're not going to download. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to help you out, Reed. I was trying to help you out. All right, let's pull this up. Uh, has it been sent? Um, yep. I got it. Worst card. I, I have not plus, seen this plus, card. I have not. No, no, no. Don't no spoil it because I want this no in real spoilies, time. No spoilies. No spoiling. I want this in real time. I have not seen this yet. All right. Here we go. Uh, I cannot oh. see. Plus 2.12 runs oh for the Oh, my Brewers. God. Dude, there was, there was one pitch that Graham Ashcraft threw. Holy cow. I believe it was Graham Ashcraft. Threw a curveball at the top of the zone. And it was a full ball outside of the zone. And they called it a strike. Now that ball never came into the zone. It's one thing if it if it misses at the bottom of the zone because at least you can say like, oh, it broke, it broke the the strike zone and then went into the dirt or something like that. It was a curveball, a ball outside of the zone. What are we doing? Yeah, that that was really bad last night. It That's the highest bad. run favor I've ever seen. Oh my goodness! Eighty-three percent called strike ac- accuracy. Two runs and two point one runs in a game where you scored three runs is crazy. What is a passing grade score? So we, we took that uh, serving alcohol in Ohio quiz yesterday. You had to get at least seventy percent right for to be to pass as an umpire for a game. What is the called strike accuracy? Because eighty-three percent failed. I mean, you gotta be. You gotta break 91, 92. I mean, you gotta be at least mid to high 90s. Okay. You're a professional umpire. This is wow. bad. I think I could go out there and get an 80. Dude, that, that at bat from Benson to him strike out the number one most impactful call. 
Yeah. That was such a great at-bat for Billy Baseball. Also, we would have had three runs on one swing instead of two. Right. That was <laughs> – right. That's – well, there, there's your – there's at least one run. Right. For the overall favor. But, I mean, that was such a great at-bat from Billy Baseball. Like, it was, what, an eight, nine-pitch at-bat? And it, it gets called out on that. That was terrible. Isn't yeah, that the I, same same at bat where he throws the bat, thinks it's a ball? Yes. Yeah, that was bad. That was bad. Sorry. Yeah, the state of the umpiring, I don't know where the MLB goes from here, but it's it's certainly not good. I, I had this debate with the office over under one and a half years before robot umps come to the MLB. Everybody took the under. Or everybody took the over, excuse me. I would I, I still think there's going to be a serious discussion this offseason because it's the worst it's ever been. It's the worst it has ever been. And I don't know if it's because... It's crazy. I don't know if it's because, like, fans now have the, the, the view of the box. That's exactly what it is. We, we had no idea before. I mean, you could see bad pitches, but yeah. that, that gives you a brammer. You don't know how accurate the box is. But that's what I'm saying. Like, the box varies from body to body, right? From batting stance to batting stance. I mean, there's a general rule. There's a general, there's a general right. box. But it varies with each person. So I think it is certainly misleading... But at the end of the day, we can't. I mean, it's 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 brutal. It's noticeably bad every single game, and especially with the Brewers. I think the last what? So we've played them seven times in the last two weeks. It's been horrible. Every single game against Milwaukee has been atrocious, atrocious in favor of the Brewers. So I don't know what that's about, but I don't know. Big big baseball keeping the Reds Reds down. Big Manfred. I'm not a blame the ump. Mm. I want to make this very clear. I'm not a blame the ump Sounds guy. Sounds like you are. I would like to make it very clear that but, I am. But I'm blaming the ump because yeah, this is pathetic. I mean, it's how can you not blame the ump? It's plus two runs. We lose by one run. You can have bad days at your job. At least Joe West was funny. At least he owned it. At least he at was least such he a, sang country music and released albums in the offseason. Yeah, at least that guy was such a trash umpire and he just like laughed about it. Like nobody else, like Angel, like Angel, what's his name? On Angel, Angel Hernandez. Angel Hernandez. Terrible. Get these guys out of the league, bring out a robot, and just stand them behind the plate. That's where we are now. Bring out robots. I don't care anymore. Jordan Arrow makes a good point. I think the way you get robots quicker than later is if it ruins a playoff series. If you, if you get a really It already did ruin a playoff series. Do you remember it was in 2021? The Giants played the Dodgers in the first round of the postseason. The Giants went on that miracle run. You know, the Giants were, won 108 games. Correct. And the, the, the Dodgers were a wild card team. And they were elim- 100, winning 105 wins. And they were eliminated because of a check swing that wasn't a check That's swing. Right. Yeah. And it's like. It's, but, but for what it's worth, would ro- Robo Ops don't fix a check swing? Right. That's ha- well, yeah, well, because no, it, it wouldn't. No. There's still it an umpire behind the plate. Then. Right, yeah. Yeah. No, but I'm saying like the, the camera would still get it, right? It would be the same exact you process just, that ruled him out. But you would yeah. be able to challenge it is what I'm saying. I don't think you can. No, you can't you challenge a check swing. You can't challenge a check swing. Not right now you can't. So you want to overhaul the whole challenge system too. Well, I do well, not well, want managers to challenge a check swing. That's, that well, would be miserable. I, I don't know. I don't it, know how, how you would do it. You would still get the same amount of challenges per game. That doesn't change your challenges per game. The check swing you rule still can't is. can't challenge like an incomplete path. Like a. Defensive pass interference in the NFL or anything like that. But the, you could. They changed that rule. And then they took it away because it was miserable. I know, but I'm saying, like, at least try it. Yeah. The I check swing rule is is weird because it is very definitive in the way that it is talked about in the rule book. It says if the bat crosses right. the, the plane of the plate. But I feel like there's a bit of intent that has to be intrigued. Like, there's a lot of times where, like, a guy will, like, turn his, like, shoulders – 
not actually trying to... It's a very subjective call. Right, it's, it is a subjective call. It is very black and white in the rule book, but it's still the way that it is interpreted on the game. It is a subjective call. It is, it's a very weird rule. A lot of baseball is. The, the strike zone, quite frankly, is. The rule where if you, if you take like a half shimmy step... To second base when you hit a like a base right hit. right like yeah when you, you, you make it yeah. there's got to be intent and it's like how do you determine that the thing of one one take and I, I think I've told you guys this at lunch a couple of days ago that I hate when discussing robo umps is when people say the line like I still want there to be the human factor involved in baseball I hate that take why are we trying to get things wrong. Like, if there's a way to get it right, we should be getting it right. We're trying to determine who the better team is on that day. We're trying to determine well, who won the game. The human factor is objectively wrong. So if there's a way to take the human factor out of the game, then we should do that when, when determining the winner, at least. It is. It is. But, like, there is the – what it's supposed to be, the human factor is supposed to be level on both sides. That's what the human factor is. So if you're but that's, make, that's exactly if, against what the human factor is. If the human making, factor is biased in nature. If you're making a bad call, you're going to most likely – I guess not most likely, but you're going to make a bad call for the other side yeah, too. Yeah, in theory, your zone is the same whether it's bad or, or whether Correct. it's good. That's what I'm saying. That's that's the part of it that you're not going to get. The other thing devil's advocate for the, the human element is Tyler Stevenson might be a fine catcher with an automated zone because he doesn't have to catch anything. And you don't have to frame anything. Right. That's so, fine. That's that's okay. That's yeah. okay with me. Yeah. Like, the, the reason that you want a catcher back there right now that can frame is because you, you do have to trick the you have to do some magic back there at times. But if if it's an automatic zone, that's fine, right? I mean, that's just a, a change to the game. It's it's the same argument that we had before uh, they implemented the three bait, the three, you have to face three batter rule. Like, oh, this is going to take out lefty, lefty specialists from the game. Okay. So? Who cares? It's better for the game if the ump if the game is called the way, the right way. If the team that played better that day wins, that's okay. We shouldn't be throwing in a third element of, oh, this guy might be this umpire might be bad this day. You gotta play with the umpire. No. Whoever played better should win. Simple as that. I'm on your side, Reed. So I, I don't you're, yeah, you're I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of there being any Slight inconsistency. If he throws a strike, I want it to be called a strike. Right. What, well, what, 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 what are we doing here? We like, were, we're too young to know this, but they had the same discussions back in the, the mid-90s in football before the replay system got introduced. There was like, oh, should we, should we use instant replay to get these calls right on the football field? And there was a lot of people going like, no, no. The, 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 uh, I, I'm sorry to make fun of the phrase, the human element, but... They're like, oh, the human element, the, the, the call on the field, stuff like that. It's like, no, if we have the technology to get the right call, then that's what we should do. I don't understand. You guys mentioned tennis, that they always have the technology to get the right call, and they don't use it. That is asinine. Asinine, asa 10, asa 11. I agree. I agree with Reed. If you're not, I mean, to a point, I, I still think there is an element to the human factor that Reed negates, and it's a fair point to Reed. It, he's right. But... I still like if you're not going to use it, if you're not going to use like the replay system the way it should be used, if you're not going to make the right calls all all the time, get rid of the replay system. Because there's no point of upsetting everybody that everybody knows that you made the wrong call consistently as much as you did. No point of having that if you're just not going to if you're not going to do anything to change it. It's ridiculous. And I again Paul's <laughs> point, 
Well, thanks, Paul. And, and Paul's sport, college basketball, it has some of the worst replay system. Uh, I was going to make a second point there, but it's okay. It's I was one, that faster. It's one of the worst replay systems of all time in, in college basketball. So much, it's like, there's so much. Oh, it ruins the sport. It ruins it, it, the it flat out, in college basketball, it ruins the sport. Like, in the last two minutes, you know every single possession is going to be dead. He has a brother. <laughs> what? He just cut you off like he has a brother. No, it's okay. No, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. It's okay. I, I, it, it is ridiculous. But go ahead. No, it's your show. No, yeah. it's your point that you were making. My point is, my point is that. It, <laughs> I mean, everybody's laughing at me. You're, no, my point is that if you're not going to use the replay system, like Reed said, if you're not going to use it the way that it's supposed to be used, then don't use it at all. Take it away. Take away the box. Take away everything. Get ready to learn o one o one o one, buddy. Get ready hilarious. to learn binary, buddy. That's hilarious. <laughs> Shout out to uh, Natty Ron. New name for Ronnie Smith in the chat. I thought that was Nat Iron for like a hot second. Oh. It's not. It's Natty Ron. Natty Ron. Repping the yeah, city. Can we get a hyphen in there? Yeah. Can we get a space? <laughs> Ronnie Smith, can we put a space after the I in your name in the chat or, or a hyphen or something? It looks like a sports what about, drink. Can we talk about how Jacob's giving this summer power rankings? Like he's going to be giving oh, this yeah. Friday the rankings, not for last week. Not for this week. For my time. For here. his internship. Who deserves to be number one for the summer? The whole summer. You know, they always – I don't know if you guys said this. But I, I – well, They always my, said My family said this growing up, that the summer was over after the 4th of July. Did you guys ever – What? Uh, that's a heinous concept. Well, when you're <laughs> – Quite literally, absolutely. quite literally, the, the, the summer hasn't – The summer starts June 21st. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you but when you're, in, when you're in school. When you're in school. Right, but, you, but you, yeah, you go to school, to school like around ball. Labor Day, like two months. Like you got like eight weeks left, brother. Oh no, we went to school like middle of August. Okay, that's still six you weeks. Still have six weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you you come back from the Fourth of July, and everything just happens so fast. You come back from the Fourth of July, you gotta do. You know that like you have summer reading, you have back to school shopping. You gotta do. Nothing matters before the Fourth of July. Nothing matters. You don't do any July work. Paul's gonna have a midlife. Summer. Paul's, Paul's going to have a midlife crisis. He's going to turn 41 and be like, my life's, my life's over. Dead. Paul, this well, is no, it's, di it's, Paul, diff it's different now that you're out of school. Paul seems like a guy who did more summer reading than, than, was, than was required. Paul, I didn't open oh a God, summer reading whenever, for four years. Whenever Elliot starts off a sentence, Paul seems like a guy who? Yeah. Nothing good's coming Nothing out. good. At, well, it's like, it's like there's no respect. You know, there's just no respect. He says love and respect. There's no respect. There's never any respect. There's never any respect. I respect him. No, 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 no. There's no respect. I respect you. No, res no, there's no respect. There's no respect. Ever. I, there's all kinds of respect. Are we no. doing Seinfeld I'm the most respectful now? person there is. No, that's a lie. Are we doing Seinfeld now? No. <laughs> Paul. What? For the July is the midway point of summer. No. I mean, right. you had six weeks before and you have six weeks after. It's Labor quite literally the, is the end of summer. Right, yeah. I don't even, I, I can, I don't even consider when you go to school. The end of summer. Right. It is. It is Labor Day. Yeah. Like right. I still have a couple weeks of summer when I'm when I leave here. Now things start winding down. I will like growing up. Things started winding down at like the end of July when you got done with summer baseball and like football yeah. started up and stuff like that. That's when things are like all right. It's hey, around the corner. So I'm gonna just break this conversation real quick. Bronny James suffered ca cardiac arrest last night in practice yeah. breaking from oh, I, I did see that Sham, oh, wow. Sham wow. tweeted that a few minutes ago yeah he he's a, okay right he had a basically he, basically sounds like he had a heart attack uh, in practice 
Do we know if it's uh, stable, stable? So here, here, stable here's the statement. Yesterday while practicing, Bronny James suffered a cardiac arrest. Medical staff was able to treat Bronny and take him to the hospital. He is now in stable condition and no longer in the intensive Good care stuff. unit. We ask for respect and privacy for the James family and will update media when there is more information. LeBron and Savannah wish to publicly send their deepest thanks and appreciation to the USC medical and athletic staff for their incredible work and dedication to the safety of their athletes. That's scary. Thanks, and, boy wonder for the, the breaking. Uh, yeah, good thing he, he's okay. And those situations, I mean, you think of, you know, when you're talking about like the heart problems, you think back to Keontae Johnson had that happen in a game at Florida. Now he took a year off. He got cleared to play at Kansas State. And then he went and played. Uh, he was on a summer league team. I don't know if he's if he's still playing professionally or where, what is professionally. I mean. He uh, got drafted, right? I, I don't remember. Pretty but, I mean, around know. here, Jerome Hunter um, had uh, had cardiac issues not too long ago. Really? Um, you know, and, and he's, as far as we know, you know, I, I don't know anything more now than, than what the, the public knows. But, um, you know, Xavier put out a statement about it not too long ago that he's just, you know, not practicing for right now. And, and now this with Bronny, it, it's happened here in the last few years. And, uh, yeah, th that's, that's just – it's a scary situation. I mean, DeMar Hamlin, too, but now that was a contact situation. That wasn't – that right. wasn't necessarily the same thing as this because I have to imagine. No, I mean you, you don't know, but have, having a cardiac problem there, it's that's scary. That that is that's one of the scariest things that can happen in sports is to just go down and you know for a split second there you don't really know why. Um, and and it is it happened one time uh, in a soccer match. I was calling it at Xavier. Somebody went down with with a cardiac problem, and I think it was a cardiac problem, and. Uh, you know, you, you hear you hear the medical staff screaming for help because you know in sports you hear you see somebody go down and for a split second you're thinking oh how serious is this whatever and then immediately you realize how serious the situation is and the whole the whole tone of everything changes that's that is a not a good situation and it's, it's good to hear he's not in the ICU but uh, man you you want to talk about a loaded roster out there at USC this year I mean you're talking about Isaiah Collier Bronny James. Boogie Ellis, Isaiah Collier. Hmm. What? Two Isaiah Colliers? <laughs> Isaiah Collier. Yeah, yeah. Isaiah Collier went out there. Yeah. I just didn't know. Okay. I just didn't know if you knew that. Elliot. Beautiful transition from cardiac arrest to roster breakdown, Paul. Oh, I'm just saying. They have a great roster and they have a great team, and Bronny's going to be a part of that if he can play. He's a freshman. He will be a freshman. Yeah. Well, yeah. Which is he is, one and done? Well, I don't know. I. Uh, He's good. Is he a one and people, done talent, pe I people, say. Be people belittle Bronny James's talent because they compare him to his dad, which, which isn't is. fair to Bronny. So he he is a top one hundred recruit. He will probably play in the NBA. He I will play in the NBA. I I will. I would not be shocked if there. And this is a question I asked a while ago. Will if you are a team in a late first round, do you pick? Bronny because you know you're going to get LeBron. I don't think Bronny James is there in the late first round because you get LeBron. That's that's the question. Like, I, I think is Bronny a lottery up to get Bronny to get LeBron? Yeah, is Bronny a lottery pick simply so it's a package deal? I think he And ev everything I've seen about Bronny is that his comparisons Drew Holiday, like yeah. uh, just a, you know, 15 20 points per game guy who's an elite perimeter defender and every team needs one of those. So, I, you know, it seems like he's going to be an all right player regardless. 
of whose I, dad is. I'll have an opinion on Bronny James once he gets in the NBA and Colin Cowherd makes a take on Bronny James. That, that'll be ba- <laughs> that's where I'll base my opinion. I, on I am very upset he didn't go to Ohio State. It feels like LeBron can't be an Ohio State fan anymore if he doesn't give us his son for our basketball program. Hell yeah, Ohio State should claim LeBron James, Joe Burrow. He claims Ohio State, which you know now that he didn't give us Bronny, see ya. <laughs> get ready to learn LA. Yeah, yeah, get ready to learn USC. Buddy. Uh, let's see. Anything? You got another sore boy breaking. Another one? Jimmy Graham reunites with the Saints. Mm. That's a fun nostalgia. Mm. Deal. Nola Graham? Mm. What? Nola Graham? Nola Graham. I was going to I asked these guys if we should do a Pawnee water drinking game before the game. Take a sip every time one of our uh one of our things that we say so often, and one of them was, if any of us did a hmm, mm. we do a, if we get a correct from Jacob, we get a love and respect from Elliot. I mean, oh, well, there's none of that. I thought we were playing because I never already finished that. mine. <laughs> did you see this thing that if you drink too much water too fast, you can go into, I don't know. It's, you can go into what? It, the bathroom to pee. Yeah, like finish, it's why, finish that sentence. It's why, I, I got. I don't want. I don't know what the medical term for it is, but I've I've seen it now, in the last like two weeks because one person had it happen. I guess on TikTok, and now it's been all over. The place. I had to fish. Guess, no, not, no, 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 no. It finishes. No, I I, did, I I went down a rabbit hole. It is an actual medical thing that if you drink a certain amount of water, you, I mean, is it, it like five hundred gallons in, a, in an no, hour? No, it's or like it's like, like six bottles in a half hour or something. Wow. It's I mean, a, it is an, it's a lot, but it's... It, so if you drink a gallon of water in a half hour, that's like die? Over, like overdose on Advil, what? you need 55. Like. Some, somebody in this chat is going to know what I'm talking about. That's with... I'm a, I'm a, I'm I mean, I'm sure there's some freak thing that can happen if you drink too much water, but your body typically has a pretty good system of removing excess water. Yeah. It's Tom does it four times proof. a show. Yeah. Four times. I'm going to have to do it here in a few minutes before we get to Tracy Jones. Who's the water champ at Chatterbox? It's not me. I'll tell you that. I drink this every day, and that's about it. And even before that, I don't think I ever drank water before I drank this every day. I don't drink water. Never once this. in your life? Very infrequent. I could probably count on one hand the number of times I would have water in a month. I asked you guys one time, I was like, do you guys think you drink a 12-pack of soda in a year? And, and Paul, 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 Paul was like, I do that in a week. 12 pack of soda in a year? Yeah. That's I probably, a, I probably, I drink that's a less. crazy question. I drink less than 12 sodas a year. Oh my God. I can't imagine. I don't drink pop. I'm a clean 100 ounces of water a day guy, though. Wow. I, yeah, I mean, pop's not good for you. I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. It's just. Oh, no, I'm having a soda a day, usually at least. Yeah, same. I, th- I think I've had a soda a day for the last seven years. <laughs> But I don't, I'm not, it's not like even a caffeine thing either. I don't, I have never had a cup of coffee in my life. I don't drink the soda because I need the caffeine. If I didn't drink coffee, I would not be able to function as a human being. And I know that's like a, I love coffee. I know that's like a big thing people say and it gets annoying. But I mean, when I wake up, I am nonverbal until I get a coffee. It is the best part of my day is taking my dogs on a walk or going on my patio and drinking a cup of coffee. Yeah, I'm full boom until I get coffee and then I go brain. <laughs> we should get those guys on the show. I mean, we those should. guys and, and lawnmower guy could be a, a, an insane roundtable. 
a great show. Maybe I can interview Lawnmower Guy one day. Man on the Street of yeah. Hamilton? Yeah. I'm, I'm waiting for you to call for Mr. President. No, I'm good. I want to do it closer to. Uh, okay. I want to do it closer to uh, to Tracy Jones because I got to make it through the Tracy Jones does, segment without getting up. Does that conclude the Reds discussion? Do you guys have anything else you would like to say about the Cincinnati Reds and their foils in Milwaukee? Do you similar, I, I, similar I, to the Joey Votto twenty six million dollar contract? Do you feel like you have a depreciating asset with your fifty dollar Cincy Connect? Jonathan India Scherzi. <laughs> yeah, turn around. No, you I bought that not. two days ago, and the next day he was put on the trading block. <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Do you think you did this to Jonathan India? No. Ooh. There's no. Some, no. Are saying. Some are cause saying. and effect. Some are saying. Cause and effect. All Jonathan we can do India is look at the was facts. Was not publicly on the trade block until you bought a jersey. I don't care about your feelings. The facts are the facts. You jinxed it. Yeah, I guess I did. I don't know. I tried to. I tried to defend him. I tried to be a, a champion of him, but I guess nobody likes him. All your, all your vitriol, all your hate pushed him right out of the city. I do think what, in, the be, in the best case scenario, and I hate to keep bringing back 2021, they got Luis Sessa, Justin Wilson at the deadline. What's the best case scenario at this deadline? Are you that talking package I said for are you, the White no, Sox? No, 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 not specifically. Like, are you talking one starting pitcher, two starting pitchers? What's the ideal deadline? For John, for John and India? No, 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 just for the Reds. Oh, I mean, I... I don't need, do you need pitching year. prospects. Need do you need more relievers? Do you need two relievers? Pitching prospects would be great. Yeah, I would love. Yeah, I would love to bolster the pitching part of the farm. Okay, but nothing. I'm talking right now. No, I don't need. I'm not focused on anything for the roster this year. Okay. Yeah, you just, you just need to yeah. get Hunter Green and Nick Lodolo back to healthy, and that's right. that's the best. Yeah, thing no, I'm. Happen. I if a if a major league level starting pitcher falls into your lap, seize the opportunity. If not, do not overpay. Maybe get back Alec Mills or. Get Rich Hill on the, on the horn. I mean, Ricky Karcher's sitting down there in Louisville. We could bring him back for another save. Man, I, Alec Mills. They should, man. They should. Ricky Karcher, 3.0 on baseball trade values. Is wild. <laughs> is Alec Mills the worst guy to throw a no-hitter in the past five years? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. No there was nothing. Well, no-hitters don't. Domingo Herman's worse, and he threw a perfect Was game. Alec Mills' no-hitter in a doubleheader, one of the fake doubleheaders? It was during 2020. It I know. Was, I it think was it was in front of nobody at the field there where the Reds can't score. Miller Park. Oh. American Family Field? That was a joke. Sorry. That was a joke. I think it was during a doubleheader. No-hitters don't well, matter, right? It wouldn't right? have been a no-hitter if it was seven innings. It wouldn't have been? It wouldn't have been registered as a no-hitter if okay. it was seven innings. All right. Yeah, it was a niner. It had to have been nine. They don't matter. No, yeah, I think no-hitters are completely irrelevant. I mean, I realized, I mean, you're talking about, what, a couple weeks ago, there was a, a Tigers uh, no-hitter. Well, it was a, well it was combined. A combined no-hitter. Yeah, yeah. That really So, so there, was, there was a broadcaster from my league in AA that I worked in a couple of years ago that uh, had gotten called up to call that game. I don't, know what I, I don't know what I was doing. I was busy that day, and I saw a post from him three days later on Wednesday saying how lucky he was to have been on the call of a major league no hitter. No joke had no clue what happened. I didn't see one headline. I didn't see a game recap. I didn't see a news alert, nothing had no clue until I saw that his post on Wednesday or Thursday that they had thrown a no hitter. I mean, yeah. What was that? 2021 when he had six no hitters in the span of a month. Yep. That just made it completely irrelevant in my eyes. Did you guys see that stat that they they flashed up on the on the broadcast last night about the Brewers' record 
against the NL Central versus the rest of the, oh yeah they're under 500 against the rest of the league and then like 30 or like some crazy like 20 something nine against uh, the NL Central so I was just looking it up they are nine and two against the Reds and five and one against the Pirates that puts them at 14 and three against those two teams against the rest of the league they are an even 42 and 42 <laughs> incredible it's insane. Last night, too, like, I, the Brewers, and again, I, I think that stat proves it. The NL Central's bad. The rest of the league, the Brewers are not better than most of the teams in, 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 in MLB. The Reds walked. How many guys? Eight guys last night? It's just like you can't walk the Milwaukee offense, which is just abysmal. I mean, Paul said it earlier in the show. They were, what, one for 15? With, with runners, runners in scoring, scoring position, one that, for yeah, 15. I mean, one the, for Reds, 15. the Reds have to have a lead going into the 7th, 8th, and ninth inning. They have to. Yeah. They have to. If you... 0-39 against Devin Williams and... What is his name? Piampus? Yeah. Piampus? That's all I got there. But 0-39 with like... With 25 strikeouts. It's like... It's just un, it's just untouchable. It's uncompetitive. Yeah. It's it's not. It's not when Devin Williams... It's unserious, Paul. It is so unserious. It's getting man. unserious. It is an... There is no better insult than when you look at yeah. somebody and you say, you're running an unserious program. I mean, you just feel demoralized. You feel beaten down. You feel like you're worth nothing. You're saying you run – that is unserious. You are an unserious ball club. Is that, the, is that the, the, the hardest burn in the history of secession? In that final, you watched secession. No, no, you had, no one's watched secession in here. No, that was – I have. Tom and I were supposed to watch that My like, buddies are watching on the same right timeline. They, uh, they, in the final season, the dad looks at his kids and just goes, you are not serious. And it's just the coldest burn that he has the entire – that's the whole point of the show. I'm looking at the Brewers lineup right now because every time that the, the Reds play the Brewers, the, my entire X feed is nothing but Reds fans talking about how terrible the Brewers lineup is, and they're not wrong. In terms of OPS+, plus, Christian Yelich and William Contreras are the only ones that are above league average that are in their lineup every day. Now, Andrew Monastero – is above league average, but he's played. He only has a hundred plate appearances, so you could do it that what you will. But literally everyone else is well below. Like Rowdy Telez is on the ILs, eighty-two. Bryce Terang's a fifty-eight OPS plus. That's that is Billy Hamilton yeah. levels. <laughs> Willie Adamas, eighty-eight. Brian Anderson, who's on the DL as well, is is down in the eighties. Joey Weimer, Jesse Winker, Ty Tyrone Taylor, who. <laughs> I guess has played the most games in right field for them, has an OPS plus. Reminder, 100 is league average. His OPS plus is seven. Seven? Yeah. He only has 100 at-bats, but... Okay. Reading Poems says, you're an unserious host, Paul. I don't know if I've ever felt more demoralized. <laughs> That's worse than Elliot telling me, with love and respect, or Paul, you look like... Paul, you look like a guy. Because that comes, that comes out a lot. I get notifications from Elliot. He'll send me a TikTok. I know nothing good's coming. I know no, there's absolutely nothing good coming from anything that Elliot Rearing sends me ever. Yeah, I try not to be too mean. but oh, well, well, no, that's just not I, true. Again, see lies. You'll, <laughs> yeah, it's not true. It's just not true. You want to power rank the playoff picture right now? Let's do it. Power rank? Don't they do that already with the, the seating? The yeah, what are you talking <laughs> what about? What do you mean? Well, yeah, but uh, do you think the Reds are worse than the Diamondbacks? Yeah, yes. Yeah. All right. Well, it sounds like it's up for debate. Yeah. Then never mind. <laughs> then, then never mind. We won't do it. 
If you think the, the Reds just swept them, what are yeah, you talking about? Yeah, without Zach Allen or Merrill Kelly on the mound in the three-game series, the Diamondbacks would be pretty heavily favored, I think. Okay, all right. Yeah, if, yeah. if they played in the playoff series and you get the Cy Young in game one and the Merrill Kelly game two, like that's they're, they're yeah. going to be heavily favored in those Jacob, games. Jacob's a hater. That's fine. What, NLDS or bust? CS? NLCS or bust. NLCS or bust. What teams, in all honesty, what teams, like where do you think the the Reds fit in the National League picture in terms of like where they actually, like I don't think they're better than, and this is coming from the hater perspective obviously, but I don't think they're better than any of the three West Division teams. And I know they just won a series against, they just swept the Diamondbacks. and and took. I don't agree. I I think, I, Evan, I like Evans, 501 or bus. I don't think they're better than the Brewers. That that has been shown. Are they better than the Phillies or the Marlins? Those are the two teams. Those are the two that teams that they're right there the with, team. right? Like I think all West all three West teams are better than them. I agree. The Brewers are better, the Braves are better. How and then, funny would it be if the if the Reds pulled this off, made the playoffs, got into the postseason, and had to play the Brewers and swept them? How funny would that be after this entire narrative of this season and everything that the Reds have gone through playing in Milwaukee and in Cincinnati and not having a whole lot of success? Get to the postseason and just kick the Brewers' ass. I mean, wouldn't that be funny? It would be funny. I don't think it'll happen. I don't think it'll happen. I think we have a large enough sample size now to say that for some reason there's something going on in the water whenever they play the Milwaukee Brewers. Don't know why that is. Don't know why that is. Could the right. Padres sneak back in? No. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they have the same record as the Cubs. Like, I refuse to believe the Padres are out of it. Yeah, they're, I mean, they're five games back from a wild card spot, right? I mean, five games is nothing. Five yeah, two and a half months, and, and with multiple Hall of Famers on your team, right? Like that's that's worth something. And the best pitcher in the league since the All Star break, Blake Snell, is a since point before s- the All Star break. Yeah, right? he was a point six ERA his last like right. thirteen starts. Yeah, right. no, they, they can absolutely get back into this. I'm going to have to send this one to the Hammonagers. Uh, if you guys do this and then also want to transition into the Immaculate Grid, we can do all that and then uh, come back and we'll have Tracy Jones in 15 minutes. It's that type of the show, the Hammonagers. These guys are great. Trust me, I would know. I introduce all the best segments. Thanks, DT47. One of the sponsors of this show is Encore Technologies, and what do they do? They do nothing more than they provide IT solutions for a data center world. With a suite of services from mobile computing to desktop to data center supporting both centralized and work-from-home computing models to improve efficiency and what, Casey? Productivity. Damn right. Visit Encore.tech. The path to innovation begins here. And I mentioned the Pawnee Water drinking game. Maybe we'll have to throw it in there and just just throw the tabs of a... All of our isms that we say, but it is way better, way, 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 way better than regular drinking water. And that is because it's alkaline water and it is shown to provide superior hydration benefits. And that wasn't just us saying it. That's not Pawnee saying that's a clinical study. It's made right across the street and it uses natural limestone filtration. And the one thing that I want you to do, go and get a bottle of water. And every time you get a bottle of water that isn't Pawnee. Look at the ingredients. I guarantee that there's more than one ingredient. In Pawnee, just one ingredient goes in this bottle, and it's water. It's really great tasting stuff. So thanks, Pawnee. Thanks, Encore. Technologies, thank you to Betfred. Thank you to P- or UDF. Thank you to all of our sponsors on this show.
Guys, we got a fun Tuesday ahead of us. We do. We do. Jacob's last week, we, we uh, planned a lot of shenanigans. We some excursions planned. A lot All of right. excursions. Reed, let me ask you this. Sling it my way, big fella. We, we, you ready to bull? Huh? We bullin' Big Bracken? What the hell are you talking about? Are you not ready to bull? What is he saying? You ask Big Brazy that you don't know what bullin' is. You're not ready to bull? Come on, big fella. All right. You signed up to go to the Berg and you're not ready to bull. I don't even know. I, all right, I'm done with this. All right, Reed, so you have to rank <laughs> Chatterbox interns. Okay. Does that Jake, we've, ever, that we've ever had. Does, is Jacob number one on Chatterbox the intern? Keep in mind, I was technically an intern in the year of 2020 here. Elliot, did you work 30 hours at a balloon event as an intern? That's true. I did ah. not. All-time chatterbox interns. We're talking body of work and not just like, what are you doing for me lately? Yeah, yeah. body of work. No body peaks work. and valleys. Body of work. Yeah, I'd still take Jacob number one. Let's go. Barely take it out. Uh, you? Little... Go ahead. Go... Nope. 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 Elliot, nope. your internship, hold near and Elliot, can I be honest with you? Are we in the trust tree right here, right now? Yeah, we're in the trust tree. Before we hired you on here at Chatterbox Sports, LLC. Before I won Chatterbox Idol. In the year of our Lord, 2023, I completely forgot that you formally worked for us back three. Yeah, I I imagine you did. I didn't didn't offer much. (laughs) Well, no, we just, we like back in 2020 and 2021, we were doing like nine games a week. So we had five, six people going to every football game on a Friday night. So just a bunch of names. I remember Chris. I remember he's hard to forget. Best human being ever, right? That's right. Chris Vanell, that's my guy. He's the hair gel king. Nobody put more hair gel in his hair than Chris. But he's a, he's a great – Well, Does he have a little tuft? No tuft. He, he's just got great hair. You yeah, just have not. a tuft. I do not have great hair. Uh, Jalen Brown signed the most expensive contract in NBA history. When? About – Five minutes ago? Really? $305 million. Most who did, expensive contract in NBA history. Who, who signed it? Jalen Brown. Mm. I don't feel like he is the best player in NBA history, much less should have the most expensive contract. Let me check history. back on my opinion on that deal after I listen to Colin Cowherd. Yeah, Herb will talk about it today. You'll be all right. So. I got dragged through the mud through Redzilla, for my Redzilla tweet. Oh, rightfully so. Redzilla, and Casey, I want you to keep the camera on me. When, 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 when Redzilla goes out, <laughs> When Redzilla goes out there, and the, <laughs> I just did that so Paul had to duck around it. <laughs> Paul just escaped landmines. We should have just had the camera follow Paul. Yeah, that's what we should have done. Uh, no, but Redzilla stinks, and I think anybody who defends him is bad. Jacob? Script Ohio. Dixieland Delight. Redzilla. The three best traditions in sports. What'd you say? Script Ohio at Ohio State. Uh-huh. Dixieland Delight at Brian Denny Stadium in Alabama. Redzilla, three best traditions. And here's, here's what I, I, my favorite thing about Redzilla is similar to box lunch. It just doesn't perform every time. It, well, just, yeah, it, 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 it doesn't come on every Monday, <laughs> Wednesday, Friday. No, every time it's not, there, it doesn't shoot no, off the balls. Not. When I tweeted that joke, I don't think people were understanding. Like, there's a reason behind it. He shoots like I would say ten balls. He shoots three to this section, three to the the, the other, so the right section, left section. And then the rest of them go to the uh, 
right field bleachers. The, it's like that's not enough balls to have a t-shirt. When you have a ball cannon, I want I want the cannon just to be ripping off. Red, balls. Red Hill is not about the balls it Red, shoots. It's about the smoke and music as it tears up through the dirt path. Red Red <laughs> Redzilla it's thirty-five inch wheels. <laughs> Redzilla had ha, has a Willie Mopena career. When it's on. I mean, the balls are going in the river. Red I mean, they're flying out there yeah. left and right. Every once in a while, it just, just doesn't show up. And it's the same music. Well, that's the tradition. I mean, when you know when the... Alexis Diaz is coming in and it's locked down. You know when Redzilla's music plays, it's time to pull. You know when I need more I need more horizontal trajectory from Redzilla. Because this no. thing, it goes straight up. Balls are flying back on the field. I need the 500s getting a ball from Redzilla. If you're going to advertise... 500 PSI or whatever yeah. I have to yeah. hear every time it yes, comes ball. out. I need that ball in the upper deck. I don't need it flying back at the right fielder. To be Could fair Jonathan to the Renzilla operators, the first rendition of Renzilla was shooting them over the bleachers, just straight into the river. That's oh, that's, that's fine. fine. They turned it down. Cool, they turned that's it down. Fine. Redzilla no, no, they don't need India for Otani. Mm. Mm. What is Redzilla's baseball trade value? <laughs> They need, I it, would trade Redzilla so fast. The, the power Ooh. is not even the problem. It's it's they need to angle the guns down more. What just beam people in the face? Yeah. Well, they can <laughs> angle it down enough so that it doesn't shoot straight up and then the balls fly back. I, I you would, know what else would solve that problem if they just shot real baseballs instead of the foam ones? The weight it would just carry further. They wouldn't. But get they. Back. But the way the things are hurt. getting peppered in the eye. I think you'd hurt people. I, I'm aware. I, I think you hurt. I, I would love to see Redzilla go through the streets of Hamilton. Redzilla. <laughs> <laughs> shoot the rubber balls, people. Red Redzilla in Jonathan India for the freeze and Ozzy Albies. Yes. Ooh. Yes. Oh, the freeze is so much more value. Could the freeze beat Gapper in a race? Gapper yes. gets up to his high jeans no. and usually gets a win. I was gonna say, well, when when Mr. Red, Mr. Redleg, and Rosie lead, whoever's leading two thirds of the way through the race, they're not gonna win. No. Gapper's gonna have a say in that. Gapper's high jinks never fail. I trade Gapper for one of the sausages in Milwaukee. Gapper is the worst mascot of all time. Why Gapper does Gapper sucks. exist? Why because, does the because other four mascots the kids, exist? For the kids. Because the Philly Fanatic exists. They're like, how can we clone this well, to kids, a T? The kids and wanted then, a dog. Is that why? So Mr. Redlegs got him Gapper. Okay, that's right. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, Redzilla. Wait, so. Oh, okay. Are Rosie. I, this Do is not asking me to explain the family tree. I, I don't know the, the mascot mythos. Is Mr. Red like the dad and Rosie and Mr. Red are the kids? Because I thought Mr. Red and Rosie were dating. I thought so too. I don't know for... I, the again, guy, we can look are, this Are up. they in a, a the complicated the, relationship? No. Well, what guy, would their Facebook status be? The guy with the mustache... <laughs> is that Mr. Red or Mr. Red Legs? Who's the guy with the mustache? Red Legs. Red Legs. That guy's married to Rosie. The other one is the Whoa. kid. Whoa! Rosie... Seems like she's Mr. Red's age. I don't think so. Mr. No, Redleg's older. Yeah, I don't think so. Red, she likes the stash. So you're telling Mr. Redleg and Rosie are dating or married, and their offspring is Mr. Red. Oh wait, they had a kid. I'm or is not, that? Not, or is that a? Or is it a, like a? I'm on MLB.com and I'm not seeing official relationships between Redlegs Red and Rosie Red. I figured Rosie and Mr. Red yeah. were dating. They have height and weight, Mr. Though, if you guys are interested in that. If you had to rank conversations Ooh, I've had at Chatterbox, this is the dumbest. What's the Raz? This what's, is the dumbest. What's, what's Rosie's Raz? Who do you think's the tallest of the mascots? <laughs> Mr. Redleg. 
Gapper, for sure. Gapper's 5'7". Oh, no. No oh, way. Mr. Redlegs is three Louisville Sluggers bats tall. Oh, my God. Yes. And, and Mr. Red is 19 catcher's mitts. Uh, so how, how tall is Rosie? Rosie is 5'11 and 101 pounds of pure fun. What? According Why to her bio. 5'11, 101? According to her bio. What a bill. Time out. <laughs> I... <laughs> <laughs> I love that we gave a weight to the woman. <laughs> like, the other one's got whimsical height, height and size. They're like, no, Rosie's a Rosie's a unit. <laughs> yeah, why, why are we doing Gapper's that? a unit. Gapper's official listing is five seven and a half, and he weighs a few pounds less than the elevator limit. Every, yeah, what are we Everett doing? Henry with a top 15 comment in this show all time. <laughs> Rosie is a breeder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How did they get away with that in 2023, assigning a weight to Rosie I would Red? imagine this was published many, many years many, ago, many, and it doesn't they get much traction on the LB they, website. They said, they said, Mr. Red is, is 19 catcher's mitts tall. Mr. Redleg is three Louisville bats tall. Rosie Red's 5'11", 195 pounds. <laughs> not, not just that. She is a, what, a bundle of fun? 101 pounds of fun. 101 pounds of fun. Yes, she is. <laughs> Mr. Red's, Mr. Red's favorite song is Glory Days by Bruce Springsteen. I'm proud to be an American. Anyone else? We <laughs> love to say that out loud. <laughs> say that <anymore>. <laughs> <laughs> please, please give me any more fun facts about these mascots. I, mean, I got them. Got. I got them. <laughs> uh, the chat. <laughs> Mr. Redleg's dislikes are showering after Gapper. <laughs> <laughs> What is Gapper doing? Wait, so doing Gapper does shower. He's a human. Then. He showers first. Okay, so wait, Gapper is Gapper is a child then. Gapper is the son of Mr. Red or Miss one of Gapper's the Reds. Gapper's obese. <laughs> He's five seven and a few pounds less than the elevator limit. That's three thousand pounds. That's what it says. Yeah, <laughs> a few pounds less than the elevator limit. Yes. <laughs> he enjoys Reds wins the summer skyline and fishing. Gapper fishing? How do you think Gapper fishes? You think he's a rod and reel, or do you think he just, he, he's just he's noodling? He's noodling. He's noodling. Oh, he's definitely noodling. What do you think he's going to use in his hands? Or do you think Gapper's just sticking head under? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is that why it's so terrible to shower after him? He smells like fish all the time? Yeah. They have Rosie Red's college listed. Do you guys want to guess where she went to college? Yeah. Louisville. It's not a real school, so. Oh. She right. went. Hot Dog Alley. She went to Cheer University, but Cheer's an acronym, boys. For? College for High Energy and Entertainment Routines. Mm. <laughs> Did she get her bachelor's? Was it a master's or a bachelor? Associate's I, It degree. doesn't go that far, it but I, I think I found an answer to relationships. Oh, God, this is what we started with. Rosie's career goal is listed as a dance-off with Tampa Bay Rays Raymond. So I think she's, why are we picking? Beef? I think she's single and wants to date. She Raymond? is ready to go. Why are we Everybody picking beef with Raymond. just the most <laughs> random mascot? Did they just put it on a roulette wheel? Just like what mascot we picking beef with? Do you know what would be funnier if they contacted the Rays and be like, "Can you can we put your mascot in our website? Our our our, our mascot Rosie really wants to date him." 
in this hypothetical world. By the way, she weighs 190 pounds. <laughs> 101, get it right. Of fun. Pure fun. Of pure Sorry. fun. Sorry. 101 pounds. Not 99 pounds of fun, 101. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like what happens if the Reds and the Rays play in the World Series? Like is is there going to be talk not about the on-field play, but what's happening behind Raymond the scenes? Pop wait, the question. Between wait. Raymond and Rosie. Evan Maurer has developed in the chat. Jacob, you're our, you're our local historian here. Go find how old Raymond is. How old Raymond? Yeah. Raymond the- I- <laughs> Hold on. Roger Strass says this is an unserious show. It is. I think we have to just take that one on the chest in this time. Does, so does debut age mean... Oh, Raymond's... Far from a human being. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> Ray, Raymond is in the same family tree. <laughs> hang on, hang I on. I mean, can, can, you, can you help people out? Is that possible? Uh, that, that is... For what it's worth... That's what Rosie Red is going after? Well, that's who she wants to beat in a dance competition. And oh, to so be fair, did. I just don't think Ray is qualified for that dance competition. Reminder, Rosie went to college. She went for... She went to cheer you. Guys, I got stats on Raymond if we want to go down that hole. Yeah, let's do it. We were too, we're too far in the hole now. All right. Well, his full name is Raymond Ray. He was born in the Gulf of Mexico. His age is unknown. He's really tall and really heavy as his official height and weight. <laughs> his position is upright and locked. He throws fun around the ballpark. He catches colds. Bats scare him. His color is blue. Duh. Favorite food is everything. Favorite song is Mozart's Fifth Symphony. TV show, he'd rather be reading books, Harry Potter, but spelled H-A-I-R-Y. That's a funny little Mm. nugget. Monsters (laughs) Under My Bed and Wuthering Heights around out his favorite books. His favorite movies are The Rookie and Monsters, Inc. Very relatable. Oh, my God, guys. We've got a Raymond versus Stomper from the Athletics boxing match (laughs) on YouTube. And it's honestly incredible, guys. It is honest. I'm going to get this over to Casey. Do you guys think Rosie shows up on Raymond's about page? Yeah. I mean, it's living rent free. There's no ch- no. There's no chance. The, the Rays put a lot more work into this. Yeah. Than there's the no. Reds did. Yeah. There's no way. No. Yeah. Bobby C wasn't hiring a website director. <laughs> <laughs> He's got COVID hit Bobby C hard in 2002. <laughs> ah, Raymond's. I found Raymond's species. What the fuck? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Guys! Did you hear that? Did you hear the species? You know what species Raymond is? What? A what the fluffless? <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. That's fun. Oh, uh, reading poems. <laughs> now we're in the looking Go- up YouTube <laughs> We're in the looking up. <laughs> All right, guys. This is what wrote, like, I'm worried if Raymond and Rosie get in a relationship... <laughs> He's taking on Stomper. Stomper's ready to box. Why is their mascot an elephant? It's always been. It's on the side of their jersey. What's Stomper's size discrepancy compared to Rosie? I don't know, but look how game Raymond is. I'm worried about Rosie's domestic domestic life if she starts dating Raymond the Ray. Time out. This is here comes. Here comes Raymond. Raymond plus two hundred. Oh my gosh. Rosie's 5'11", 100 pound, uh, one puns. Oh, oh look at Raymond. He's let's ready go, to go, Raymond. How do I get 
that robe. That robe's awesome. Stomper is six six and wait, wait, one guys, full ton of fun. Look at this hype wanna, man. Do we want to bet who wins this? Yes, let's do it. I let's don't know do who it. wins. Look I'm at gonna, the hype man behind well, him. Well, it's it's at the raise. It. It's gotta be. It's gotta. <laughs> He's it. got a belt. He's the champ. How yeah. are you gonna bet against Ray? I'm it's, gonna bet. I'm gonna bet on the elephant. Plus three hundred. That's like taking it's the Raymond. It's definitely Raymond. Look at Raymond. I've already watched the video. I know how this goes, and I'm, I'm scared. Oh come on, let's go. Let's go. Get that out of here, Raymond. Put on the gloves. Pull up those pants. Let's go. Let's Raymond, go. Show off that see, belt. See, this is what I don't like. He's too showboaty. Uh -oh. He should just get in the ring. Let's look box, at that fluff. <laughs> look at that mustache. What the oh, fluff just toss was. the belt. The blue blob can never. Oh, he's got it on the wrong <laughs> hand. Uh -oh. oh, there it is. There it is. Those are giant gloves. All right, let's go. Let's fight. Man. Get it Here going. Go. Uh -oh. Here we go. Touch the gloves. Oh! 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 The Phantom Knockout. That same thing. That's a phantom knockout. Wait, was that it? Stomper was taking a fall. Stomper took a oh, fall. Oh, it's now rigged. The, the integrity what of this boxing match. What a disgrace the athletics are as an organization to let their mascot come out there and just get TKO'd <laughs> as a publicity stunt. They, they flew him thousands of miles down to Tampa Bay just to get knocked out in two seconds. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. Tracy Jones, how oh, are you today? I love that stuff. That was funny. Oh, oh no! Oh, 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 oh no! Oh, oh no! Tracy, Tracy, Tracy! Yeah. We just had a yeah. catastrophe in the studio. Oh, is that Marty's head? Marty. Oh, that's Marty's oh, that's head. Marty is beheaded, no, no, Tracy. That's Tom's head. That's Marty, Tom's that's head. Marty and Tom, they're dead. They're dead. They're very dead. Oh, well, I'm, uh, oh no! Oh, what happened? Oh, I just no. picked up the headphones and oh, everything no. fell. <laughs> oh no, look at his head. Look at the, he's right by the crickets. <laughs> he's right by the crickets. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Alright. Tracy. Tracy. So so it sounds like you guys need a bobblehead replacement. Oh, we need I one got bad. Right oh! Look at this! Oh there we go! Bring it closer it to the is. camera, Tracy. August 16th. Tracy Jones Bobblehead. Other way. There it is. Is that for the Florence you alls? Yep, you got it. Look at that. They gonna give you an AB? No, I don't want to embarrass myself. Look at that <laughs> bobblehead. That's a great. So one. if you guys want one, let me know. I know oh, we will. Elliot would love one. Right, Elliot? Sure. Would you love a bobblehead? I'd love one. I'd love one, Mr. Jones. <laughs> okay. And I'll sign it for five dollars. Tracy. How many of these bobbleheads are going to be in existence? How many are they giving away? Well, that's number one. This is number one. They have, they're expecting 7,000 people there, so they have 7,000 bobbleheads. That's how big that night's going to be. 7,000? So very excited. Very excited. By the way, where's Tom? Where's Tom? Is he off again? Uh, Tom, yeah, Tom, uh, I think Tom was somewhere in the French Riviera. Man, 90% of success is just showing up. And That's all what, right. What what are we doing here, Tracy? We're showing up. We are. I, we're yeah. here. The ham and eggers are here. We got the whole crew. It's just not Tom. Jacob, Elliot, Casey, Reed. Everybody's here. Everybody's here. Say hi to Tracy. Say hi to Mr. Jones. Right, Tracy. Say hi to Mr. Jones. Hi, Mr. Jones. Jacob, Jacob and Elliot, I got to tell you, you guys are taking this show to the next level. I, I just, the technical part, because I've been watching the show, is really, really good. And Elliot, your insight to sports is really something. I'm very, wow. very wow, impressed. Wow, Mr. Jones, thank you. Guys.
Thank you. I'm very impressed. Very, we got a good group. We're going to the next level for sure. You guys talk about the mascots, right? Yes, yes, yes. The best, yes. The best mascot ever that you guys remember, that you've seen. And not Rosie Reds, not, not those tired. You're, you're asking for our opinion? Yeah, your opinion. Ooh, favorite mascot. Uh, man. I hate the Steelers, but Steely McBeam always has a special place in my heart. Ste I don't know if I can picture the Steelers mascot. Steely McBeam? Yep. He retired about three years ago. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, Orbit down in Houston. Orbit's a, Orbit's a, Orbit's a really good one, Tracy. You ever seen Orbit's yeah. antics? No, but you know who was the best, in my opinion, was the chicken. Remember the chicken in San Diego? No. God, you guys no. really are young. Been what was the, yeah, what was, was that before our time? Yeah, I guess. I forget how old I am and how young you guys are. It was the San Diego chicken. You don't remember the San Diego chicken? Oh, oh, no. Can we get, yeah, let's get was, let's, We'll look it up and we'll put it up on screen. He was like the first mascot. Oh, my like God. The, look at guy. this. Look yeah. at this. Dude. Oh, this is fantastic. Oh, he's great. The first yeah, picture really I, I pull good. up of him is him diving into second base yeah, like Pete Rose. He's, he's, he's <laughs> full on into second base. Look at this. He's really good. And his name is the guy who plays the chicken. His name is Ted. And uh, really funny guy. Really nice guy. I think he was a San Diego chicken for probably 10 years. He was a great mascot. And then the Philly Fanatic. Do you guys remember the Philly Fanatic? You want to fight oh, against yeah. Tommy Lasorda. Yes, yes, it, it, yeah. It, Philly Fanatic almost got in a fight with Chris Sabo because he had one of those four-wheelers and he went right at Saves and he almost hit him. And Saves chased him down and grabbed him. He was, he was that upset. But the Philly Fanatic was way out of control. Players used to actually get mad. And Reed, you brought up a great point. Tommy Lasorda got mad at the Philly Fanatic. He didn't like him at all. He got in a fight. How how much do the do the players play into that stuff, and how much do they actually dislike it, Tracy? They they liked the Philly fanatic. Some players did. So I thought he was funny, um, but the other players didn't. A lot of guys didn't like him. But the chicken, people love the chicken. And back then, it, after he retired in San Diego, he used you could hire the, the the San Diego chicken to be your mascot at certain games. Certain. They, he'd charge $10,000 a game because that's what kind of crowd he would draw. That was a long time ago. That's pretty good money. But he was I've, very heard the, the, I've heard the Denver Nuggets mascot makes like $600,000 a year. Yep. Most Think about that. Pro sports. 600K a year, Tracy. I know that's not the kind of money you're making. You're making a whole lot more than that. I get that. But, I mean, that's, that's a decent change for us. <laughs> That's the worst, the, the worst mascot I've ever seen. And this is again before your time. And he was the worst, except for fans love this mascot, was Yuppie. He was the Montreal Expo mascot. Google him. His act was so tired. He was so tired. And, and the people in Montreal thought, thought he was great. Did you ever get in one of those? Did you ever do that while you were in Montreal or anywhere else? And one of your five major league teams put on the mascot suit? I should have. I had plenty of downtime. I could have done that. They wouldn't have missed me. Guys, Tracy, if, go ahead. Tracy, if the Florence Yalls paid you 10K to put on the water tower mascot, would you do it? Oh, I, I do anything for money. <laughs> I, I love money. I'm in love with money. I'd do it. Tracy. But I'm looking for that. August 16th. 16th? 
16th. 16th. All right. Tracy Jones bobblehead night. Florence Y'all's. August 16th. Can't miss. Mark it down. I'll be there. Get back from Alabama, Jacob. Yeah, it's only a seven-hour drive. I'll be there. Drive back. Uh, Tracy Jones, your thoughts on the uh, on the Red Legs after they take another another beating up in Milwaukee? You know, I actually I had nothing to do Saturday night, and I watched the Braves and the Brewers play. Just to, you know, kind of get in tune with the Brewers. They got a pretty good team. A lot like the Reds. But what really stands out for the Brewers when I watched them is that damn bullpen can deal. And you saw it last night. Williams, the closer, is really, really good. And I just think that bullpen has kind of set them apart from the Reds. But the Reds' bullpen's done a pretty good job, too, last few games. But this is a big series. And someone said, well, the, this is a big series because you got the Brewers and then you've got the Dodgers. Well, the Brewers have the Reds, and then they have the Braves again. So kind of evens out. But this, the, Red, the Reds against Devin Williams and Joel how are we going with this? Is it Piomp? Piomps? Piomp? Piomps? I don't know. 0 for 39, 4 walks, 23 strikeouts. Not great. <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, his ball moves all over the place, and he's got a great slider. I was just noticing that guy. There's certain guys that look hittable. He's not one of them. He's, he's pretty tough. I think he had two punch outs last night, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. And, and when all your offense comes on one swing, that's also tough. Yeah, but I, you know, Reds have a way of bouncing back. You know, they've won five. They've won five straight games five different times during the season. That team gets hot. They get on a roll. They got good players. And can I tell you something that I'm sick of? And and I know you guys are part of it, but you guys actually know baseball. And I'm finding Elliot really knows baseball too. And I know Reed and Casey and Paul. You guys know it. But just the just the social media. Boy, if you chime in on some of those websites and, and, and the chatter, it's amazing people, one, hate Votto, one, the stupid trades that they put out. Did you see the uh, one guy put out Otani for India? Do you really think that India, that the Angels would trade Otani for India straight up? That's not going to happen, but that's just thrown out there. It's just something that I, I don't know if I could have handled the social media if I was playing nowadays, because I have rabbit ears and I'm very thin-skinned, so I'd be I'd be hammering away on those guys. But it, it's it's tough, and I know you guys read it. Tracy, how many Twitter burners do you have? I I don't. Sometimes I will send some. I, I will write something out. This is how I get over it. some of the things that are happening. I get so upset, not with the Reds, just in society overall. Jason Aldean's a good example. Um, I write it out, but I don't send it. And just by writing it out, I feel a lot better because what I say is I can't, I can't put that in the, in the atmosphere. I got to pull it back. But it makes me feel like I said something because there's some craziness going on. And you go to those chat lines, and chat rooms, and talk about Reds baseball. Those fans are clueless. There are a lot of dumb, dumb Reds fans. One so very smart. When you say clueless, what, what stands out the most? Because I think a lot of people get frustrated when, you, when you're talking baseball and people throw things out. Like, obviously, a lot of those trades are tongue-in-cheek, but some of them people genuinely believe or genuinely want to believe, at least. So what, what gets you frustrated when you're looking at the fan base like that, Tracy? I, I, think, it's, I think it's the criticism of Joey Votto. I mean, he, he's had a really, really good career. But what do, you do with the, what do you do with him when he's two for 36? 
I keep running them out there. I'm sorry, I'm a little different. I mean, I think the guy's earned a little respect, a lot of respect, actually. He, he'll, get, he'll get going. He'll get going. He can hit. Take a look at his... Did you guys see the stats? That Votto, how many home runs, on-base percentage, and I think it was ribeye stakes. There's only been like 10 players that have those numbers that Joey Votto had. I mean, that's what kind of career. He was pitting names like Babe Ruth, you know, Ted Williams, and Joey Votto's on that list. It was very impressive. But it's it's what have you done for me lately? And he starts he starts slumping, boy. People come hammering. How do you balance the money that he's making, Tracy, with needing to play every day or not needing to play every day? Do you feel like with the, the contract that he has and as much money as the Reds are paying him, that if they don't play him every day that they're wasting his money or does that not matter since they're paying his money anyway and they got to win ball games they just do whatever's best for the team how do, how do you balance that i just think it's a veteran player a hall of fame player that's played with one team and you and you run him out there till it till he you know till he drops i think he's he, he i have a lot of respect i know how good he is because i've watched him and followed him since he was a rookie coming up um, I, I just get very defensive of certain people. I don't like, I don't like people jumping on someone and just start start hammering. You know, these guys on the internet with their pants down, probably looking at Pornhub, like Reed. You know, sitting there typing away. Let's, let's nail Joey Votto. I, I just get really, I get protective because I follow the guy. I have a lot of. He's a really good person too. Joey Votto's never been in trouble, has he? Never. You know, it's not like the Bengal players. I mean, he stays out of trouble. He's very, when I saw him a couple times at Reds Fest, very nice to me. We talked, um, big fan. So as far as the rest of the season goes with the lineup that the Reds have now and, and the moves that could potentially be made and the trade deadline is now less than a week away, do you think the Reds do anything? I mean, I'm not asking for like an insider opinion yeah. necessarily. I'm just asking for the Tracy Jones opinion. Do you think the Reds well, do anything I here? I think you guys have brought this point up because I'm going to steal your thunder, is how many really good pitchers are out there? Who's looking to get rid of a number one or a number two pitcher? Do you, do you think the Reds are going to rent a pitcher and then get, you know, he's a free agent and, and moves it along? I think the, the, the solution, not the solution, but an option is deal with the bullpen. Make the bullpen really, really strong. Maybe add a couple of pitchers there and it won't cost you an arm or leg, but I would not. I would not, listen to me, I would not get rid of any of those young players. I think those young players are excellent. The hyphenator, Encarnacion, that kid can play. That kid's a really good hitter. I don't know if you saw in the game Sunday when he drove in those two runs and he went opposite field and just the way he inside out that ball, again, I'm watching this stuff. Guy's a really good hitter. And then his interview after the game, it was so Matter of fact, nonchalant, like, I belong here in the big leagues, not a big deal. Super, super cool guy. I don't know him, never talked to him, but he just seems like he knows what he's doing hitting. I like his personality. I, I'm thinking, this guy really really has an easy way about him, a confidence. And I'm thinking, where's he from? You know where he's from? California. I don't know if you guys know this. I'm from California. It just, it just exudes confidence, Tracy. Well, I didn't know that, but now I know that. I think it might be cockiness, but he's got that cockiness, and I, I just like Encarnacion. What part of California, Tracy? You've never talked about it. Mine? Yeah, you. Oh, yeah, Hawthorne. 
Oh, okay. Home of the Home of the Beach Boys. Mm. Uh, let's see who else. Remember Eddie Munster? No. You know from the Munsters? Uh, remember uh, who else? Tracy Lords, the porn star. She's from Hawthorne. Mm. Marilyn okay. Monroe, Jim Thorpe, uh, the lead singer of Aerosmith, myself, uh, Mike Scott, uh, uh, yourself, one of the rappers. Well, Tracy Jones is from there. So there's a lot of celebrities. It's um, kind of, if I'm honest, it's kind of a hellhole. Hawthorne's not a very good place. Now, what, what, what could make it better, Tracy? What if you, what, what if you move back there and you just took over the place and, and just, no. do you no. think you could make it better? No. Let, let me tell you, I like coming on the radio and coming on the, uh, this show. I don't want to be canceled. If I gave you my opinion, what I think Hawthorne should do, I probably wouldn't be on this show or the, the, the show with uh, Amanda Brenneman's husband. Good call. Good call. Uh, one other question I had for you on the Reds, Tracy. It, when you're playing a team like the Brewers and you just can't get over the hump, the Reds only have two wins against the Brewers this season, but it seems like the Reds have played as well as any team in the league against the rest of the league, and the Brewers, they don't beat up anybody else outside the NL Central. Reed just pointed out before you came on that the Brewers are 500 against the rest of the league outside the NL Central. What What is it in a – is it a mindset? Is it a is – it it's not talent. But it, it, what is it when you get into a stretch like this against a team and there's just some sort of blockage, you just can't get over the hump against one team? What, why is that? You know, that's a really good question, and that's a tough question. I don't know. The team just has your number. Maybe you're unlucky. Maybe the matchups aren't really good. Maybe you don't like going to the city. I, I mean, the Reds always had trouble going to the West Coast. Even going back to the big red machine, they even struggled going and playing the Dodgers and and uh, and San Francisco and the Padres. That was always a struggle, and no one could really explain it. You know, you say, well, it's a long plane trip. Well, there's long plane trips throughout the season. I mean, it's just not the West Coast. I don't know the answer to that. Obviously, the matchups aren't real good for the Reds when they play the Brewers. Straight. Oh, Reed, did you have something? Oh. I was just going to ask, who, who's the most famous blonde from Hawthorne, California, Tracy Jones or Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> well, I'm my hair's real. Let's brush nickel now. But Marilyn Monroe actually lived in Hawthorne, if you can believe that. And that girl was way before your time. She was not a slump buster. Very nice looking woman. Got Joe DiMaggio out of a slump. <laughs> yeah, she, she got a lot of guys out of their slump. She was, yeah, she was not a JFK, slump Okay, Mr. President. Yeah. Go on, guys. <laughs> Tracy, did you ever meet the Beach Boys? You know, that's – boy, you're asking some good questions. My mom's sister dated Brian Wilson, who was the lead singer of the Beach Boys, still is. And my dad coached Brian Wilson when he was in high school. So, yeah, they were around – you know, none of them surfed. I think maybe Love did. But they weren't surfers at all. They, you know, portrayed themselves as – but they were huge in Hawthorne, and, and everybody knows the Beach Boys being from Hawthorne. But Brian Wilson, not a very good baseball player at all, and uh, but still kicking it. Has some issues, but he's still kicking it. I saw him, I saw him, I saw him uh, six years ago. It was 2017. They played the 4th of July in D.C., and I saw him. And, uh, you know, they just they, – they're just doing their thing, you know. They just, they just go out – they play the hits, Tracy. They play the hits. 
Yeah, I'm not a huge music lover of the Beach Boys. I mean, it was I saw them too, and that's one of the worst concerts I've actually been to, besides Kiss. I would say Kiss was the worst concert I've ever been to, and I used to love Kiss. And then Bon Jovi. Bon Jovi was another bad concert, and the Beach Boys. Bon Jovi just walking, going around singing with jazz hands. It was a terrible concert. I didn't even stay for that or Kiss. I left. I was at a, there was a post game concert last year for the Reds. Run DMC was a Rev Run was there. Oh, and uh, he so the funniest thing about him was the entire time he did he, they did an hour set and it was there it, he was just on the stage with a microphone. He wasn't doing anything. He wasn't even DJing. Wasn't doing anything. <coughs> and all he said was the entire time, "Hey, we're just getting started. Hey, we're just getting started." And then he said that probably twenty times, and he said it five minutes before the show ended. And then he got off. That was, that was, I think, the worst one they've done. That is the worst rap. I don't like rap crap. I think it's terrible music. I saw Snoop Dogg. He was brutal. Uh, yeah, not Tracy. a fan. Tracy, you're from Hawthorne, California. You've got to be well in tuned with the West Coast hip-hop scene. This is breaking news coming from a Californian like yourself. <laughs> I, t I tell you, we've got a couple of famous rappers. W Wikipedia... And you'll see there's a couple of famous rappers uh, from Hawthorne. But yeah, not, not a fan. Not yeah, a fan. Tyler, the creator, your thoughts on the song Yonkers? <laughs> I don't know that song. <laughs> I didn't think you did. <laughs> now, my thoughts on Small Town by Jason Aldean. Did you guys find that racist? Did you find that offensive? What are your thoughts on that, Tracy? No, I want your thoughts. I'll be honest. I haven't. Balls. I have not. I have not listened to it, Tracy. I don't know it. Reed, you, you're a big time Libby. What, what did you? Uh, what did you think of the song? Well, did I defend you. I just Do know what? I wouldn't try that in a small town. <laughs> Very good. Touche. Yeah. Touche. Uh, guys, anything? Else? You guys have anything else for Mr. Tracy Jones before we let him go? No, I think I'm good. Elliot, Mr. Jones, what was your thought on the umpiring last night? Elliot, great question, because that was in my notes and I wanted to bring it up. Great The automated strike zone. We need to go to that. And that's a great topic. Have you guys seen this in AAA? Last night was a perfect example. Umpires are making way too many bad calls. Bad judgments. They're missing a lot of pitches. I would love to see. And Google this and watch it, because they're doing it in AAA. The automated strike zone. And what happens is, let's say you're called out, you're allowed three uh, to question three calls throughout the game. Now, if you're right, then you still get your call back. It's kind of like when you throw the flag. But if you think it's a strike, like this batter, batter I was watching, the ball was a little outside, and the batter just said, I want to challenge it. They go to the, the screen with the, the rectangle. The batter was right. He got it. It was a ball, and he got to first base. I really like that. And I think in five years, I don't think we'll have umpires. I think umpires, that job is out. I think they're useless and overpaid. And did that answer your question, Elliot? It did. Well, and the crazy part is, uh, Mr. Jones, if you, look at, <laughs> if you look at the umpires around the league, you look at the MLB, they're, they're allowed to do this, and, and no one's going to comment on anything. No one's going to no. make a comment. Nobody has to answer. It was, they were plus 2.1 runs yesterday in favor of Milwaukee. Milwaukee scored three runs, Tracy. Right. How is, like, that excuse, how, is, how is there no punishments for umpires? 
There is none. I mean, they should be sent down to AAA like a player is, right? I agree. There's no criticism. There's no fine of umpires. I mean, there's 10 new umpires in baseball this year. That's a lot. A lot of umpires retired. Uh, retired. Um, we, we need to go the automated strike zone. And Elliot, don't call me Mr. Jones. Call me 2-9, please. Because that was okay, my number. Okay, well, thank you. 2-9. Two, two Mr. 2-9. Mr. 2-9, thank you. Mr. 2-9. I like the Mr. part. Mr. 2-9. <laughs> Tracy, what's your favorite Counting Crows song? I've seen the Counting Crows. Do you like? Know. Do you start like cheering when they sing Mr. Jones? Mr. Let me tell you something. And do you think that they I, should change the name to Mr. 29? I used to go to the, all the concerts at the Fabulous Forum back a long time ago. I've seen Aerosmith 10 times. I've seen the Jackson 5s. I've seen Metallica, Judas Priest, ACDC. I've seen all those groups. Counting Crows. You name a group, I've, I've seen them. My wife's really into music. You, you, you brought up the Jackson 5. They're famously from Gary, Indiana. And you brought up the Beach Boys on the show. Would you say Hawthorne, California and Gary, Indiana have many similarities? <laughs> a little. <laughs> a little. <laughs> Fair enough, Mr. 2-9. Yeah. <laughs> Tracy, I just want you to know that uh, when you go to you or when you go to Wikipedia and you look up Hawthorne, California, you are listed above Marilyn Monroe on the list of notable people. How about a little respect then? Call me Mister Two Nine. Mister Two Nine, and they have Tracy Jones, former Major League Baseball player, was born in Hawthorne. Born, yeah, born in Hawthorne. There it is. Three, three most famous athletes. And this is ranked by their athleticism. Coming in third is Russell Westbrook. Coming in second is Jim Thorpe. Yep. Yeah. Number one Great is Tracy stuff. Jones. Yeah. Now think Tracy about Jones that. played for five MLB teams. Jim Thorpe played for five professional leagues. Jim Thorpe was a hell of an athlete. You know that. And what about Westbrook? Who else are so read some of those names, Polly? Uh, Beach Boys. Uh, let's see. NFL players Curtis Conway, Jason Simmons, Dennis Northcutt, uh, Fred Dreyer. Let's see here. Uh, Tracy Jones, Mr. 2-9 is listed there. Uh, Michael Marshall, Olympic gold medalist, attended Tra uh -huh. Hawthorne High. There's an yeah. oversight on this Wikipedia page. It just says Tracy Jones, 700 WLW radio host, was born in Hawthorne. Nothing about your major league career. What's up with that? Uh, it's tough. When you figure my body of work, it, it's just, they got to keep it short because you can just go on and on and on all my accomplishments. So, yeah, they just, just want to focus in on WLW, I guess. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right, Tracy, we appreciate you coming on, and uh, we'll talk to you on Thursday. All right, boys. Have a good day. Thanks, Tracy. Take care. Or thank you, Mr. 29. Thank you, TJ29. See ya. <laughs> See ya. All right, do we have a cherry on top before we get out of here? We're going to do the grid for the cherry on top. All right, let's do the grid. Let's do the grid. So this is the cherry on top. Uh, presented, presented by, by United. United Dairy Farmers. I thought we were going to do that in tandem. Darn. Would have been cute. Oh, there it is. Oh. That looks so good. Can we get Can we get some scream today? Oh, you want to go to... Let's go to lunch and then get UDF on the way back. Let's get ice cream. Yeah, let's get some scream. Two beer Tuesday and then some ice cream. Read former that. red top left. You know who I'm thinking? Uh, Indian Blue Jay, Guardian Blue Jay, third base. Did your favorite player on Indian history play for the Blue Jays? Rajay? 
Yeah. I think he did. No, but do Edwin. Edwin Encarnacion. Oh, oh, yeah. Way lower. Edwin Encarnacion probably the most common guest there. No. Are we doing Edwin? Rajay Davis. Rajay no, Davis. Ed, do Edwin. Come no. on. No. There's two Rajay Davises. Oh, all right, then go Edwin. Which one are we doing? There's Edwin. two Rajay Davises Wait, that what? played in Major League Baseball. What? what? That can't be true. No, no, no. Which one are we doing? I mean, what? Let's do Rajay. Yeah. This is a sham. J. It's with a J. Yeah. Rajay. Right there. Six percent. Six percent. Six percent. Six percent. We cannot do Roy Holiday for no. Phillies Blue Jays. We cannot do no. that. That's just two on the. Did did, did did Kurt did Kurt Schilling pitch for the Blue Jays? I don't think he did. Roger Clemens pitched for the Blue Jays. Um. Did Jeff Jenkins play for the Indians? Did Grady Sizemore play for the Brewers? Grady Sizemore. No. Who's a who's Did Batista a, play for the Phillies at the end of his career? Jose Batista, Joey Joey Rats, Bats. I'm almost positive he did. Does Jose Batista follow you on on X.com? He Does used he to. You? Oh yeah, he follows. He follows. You don't have a Twitter account unless you get followed by Jose Batista or an X account. Oh, I got one. I got one. John Axford, Milwaukee, Cleveland. John Ax A X Ford. One. One percenter, nice. That was a good, that was a good pull by me. Give me give me Joey Bats. Did the Flying Hawaiian play for the Brewers? I'm struggling here. I'm looking. I was thinking Tony Batista, think he but did. he never. Go go Batista for Blue Jays Phillies. Who? Jose Batista. Oh Jose. Joey Bats. B A U. That right there, right? 2004, 2018. Yes. yes. What was the percentage? 200 hit. Blue Jays season. I want to throw Paul Molitor in there, but I don't know if he got 200 hits with the Blue Jays. He didn't play a long time for the Blue Jays. Paul Molitor is the most forgotten Hall of Famer ever. He played like in the late 90s at 3,000 hits, and I feel like most people don't know who that is. Yeah. What about Bo's dad? Dante. Dante Bichette? Yeah. For 200 hit Blue Jay season? Maybe, right? John Olrude. <laughs> Look at did, Bo hit, did Bo hit it two years ago? Bo might have he it. He led the league in hits. Last yeah, two let's years. put Bo Bichette in there. I don't, I don't know if he got right, 200. Let's, 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 let's pump the brakes. I don't know that he got 200. 200 hits. Who were who were on those teams that won back-to-back World Series? We're talking Joe Carter. We're talking Paul Molitor. We're talking. Oh, Dante Bichette never played for the Blue Jays. Woof. Mm. Bo Bichette. Bo Bichette did not. Just checked. 189. No. 191. Oh, 191. 2021. 20, I think I got one here for the. Led the league in hits. He was the first African American to play in the American League. And I know he led the league in home runs multiple times. So go for Cleveland, 100 RBI, Larry Doby. Larry Doby, 0.9. Hell yeah. 
Whenever you pull like a point nine like that, I just assume they're a Hamiltonian. <laughs> uh, Philly hundred RBI season. Let's just go ahead and knock this out of the way. Do we want to go Dayton, uh, a Daytonian, a OU grad, and Mike Schmidt? He'll be. Ryan Howard would Ryan be Howard way would be up the there. Big one. Yeah. What about uh? Utley. No. What about uh? Um, Harper will be a big one. What about uh? It has to be with the Phillies, correct? Correct. Okay. Never I don't know yet. Does he even have 100 RBIs with the Phillies? That's Who? on. Let's go Chase Utley. I feel Wait, like Chase Utley. On. I feel like there's so hold many on, bigger. Hold on. Don't do it yet, Casey. There's bigger. One. What about big... Pat Burrell? We don't like Pat Burrell in this room. Why not? When I was a kid, I went to spring training. And I was getting autographs from all of the, the Phillies players. Uh-oh. And I dropped my Sharpie. And Pat Burrell walks on by, and I said, Mr. Burrell, can you pick up that, my pen? He said, can't reach it, and just kept walking. That's, I love that guy. He didn't even have to acknowledge me, but the fact that he lied. I mean, it was at his feet. And just said, can't reach it, and just kept walking. So Pat Burrell. We can what put up, Pat. Pat what up Pete? Pete Rose? Did he get 100 RBIs with the Phils? Right? Chase Utley, I know, did. Chase Utley. Pat Burrell for sure did. All right, then do Pat Burrell. Let's put Pat Burrell. 20 or 2000 to 2011? Yeah. 3%. There we go. 200 hit season, 100 RBI season. Who's the most obscure Hall of Famer that we can, we can bring up? <laughs> 200 hit season's tough. That's what's tough. Would Pete Rose fall into that? Would he be a low percentage in that category? Did he get 100 RBIs? Yeah. Did he? Yeah. He, I just looked it up. He never did. He never got above 82. Yep. Just put, just put Willie Mays in there for... Boo. Which one? What about Ichiro? He never got 100 RBIs. I wouldn't think so. Put in a – we getting any Robin Yount for the, the Phillies Brewers? Ooh, the Phillies – or put, put in Brewers 200 hit season. Put in Robin Yount. Robin. Robin. Yount. Why? Yount. Yep. This is elite 39. podcast listening. It's great. Blue Jays Hunter 200 hit season. Let's go ahead and throw in – uh, let's do this last in case we're wrong. So let's, let's leave that there. Just go ahead and put the say, Hey kid for hundred RBIs and two, two hits, 200 hit season. Put in Willie Mays. Let's get this over with. 4%. Okay. Um, screw it. Blue Jays, 200 hit season, Paul Molitor. Monitor? Monitor. Monitor. Yep. Monitor. 78 to 70 or 96? Yep, 98. 98 should be, yep. Okay. 26%. Darn it. All right, we got a, we got a Philly Brewer. We got a Philly Brew crew. Did Shane Victorino Gene play Segura, for the right? Brewers? Gene Segura did? Did he play for the Brewers? He did, didn't he? Yeah, I mean, he played for the Phillies two years ago. Yeah, you're right. Gene. All right, put Gene Segura in there. I just used him like two days ago for Marlins Phillies. <laughs> Uh, Gene with a J. J E A N. Like blue jeans. Like, like blue jeans. 
than Segura. Like Tom. Your name was G-E-N-E. Right at the top. Gene. We'd have some 30%. Nice. Look at that. All right. Fair score. All right. Not too picky. <laughs> Do we uh, actually on that? I wore my green green shirt today. Money. Green. A little, little bit of luck. How are we feeling? How are the vibes feeling? So for people that don't know, it's Jacob's last week. Jacob's last day with us is Friday. So, you know, he has other friends he needs to see, but he has <laughs> friends here in the studio. So we're... Uh, I, we don't know if Reed's going, but at least the four of us. We actually do know oh. that Reed is not going. Reed is not going. Oh, Reed is not going. We Reed established that. I did get my yards done last night. It rained here in town. Okay. Oh, it did? Mm-hmm. So it rained downtown, and it rained up here, but for some reason, it totally missed where I was. Just I got I go, wet. You got wet? I got wet. Did you get real wet? I got real wet. Damn. That stinks. Elliot, how about you? Did you get wet yesterday? Yeah, I was a wet little boy over uh, at, in Sailor Park. Okay, uh, so we're gonna we're gonna play some blackjack tonight. It's gonna be a group outing. We're gonna make money. Yep. That's all there is. That's all there is to it, Paul. Also, take. Am the I under- a bad guy for not going? Yeah, you yeah. Are. I mean, yeah, you are. Take the. Uh, I would do it for you. I mean, I, yeah, we would. We yeah, would, we all, if it was your last week, we would all go. For, we would drop what we were doing for you. As it being so my you know. last week, no amount of lawns needing to be mowed would stop me from going to the casino on your last week. I yeah, just want to put that out there. There is no way that I would miss that. I would blow off every single person that I owe my service to to mow their lawns Whoa. to go see Elliot. Or so not here's Elliot, the Jacob, del- here's the dilemma. I leave for vacation next week. And I Drop co- your vacation. What? Drop your vacation. I leave for vacation next week going on a cruise. So I've got to cut today Pay so, I can, vacation, cu- so I can cut it next skip week. A week? Because the grass is growing. You got a flashlight, my business. don't you? Don't want to lose my business. You what? got a flashlight, don't you? Mow when you get back. <laughs> they do have lights on the mower. I'm sure, I'm sure the clients would, would love me just showing up at 1030p. Oh, brother. <laughs> do I got news for you? <laughs> no. I'm definitely much not later going. than 1030p. 10, 1030p. No, tomorrow, tomorrow's show is going to be an interesting experience. Oh, we're going to be. Reed's, Reed's going to have to put it on, a, on his backpack there. If Reed's not going to Hollywood, he's hosting tomorrow. <laughs> Done. Is that where we're going for sure? I thought that was the plan. I think that's the plan. I, I think, think that's, that's the plan. plan. All right. Well, now you've just told everybody our location. Yeah, I, I was I was withholding that one. I'll be honest. But it's I okay. I said the bird like three times during the show. So now we might. Oh, you so, did. Oh, so okay. now we might go somewhere else then. Okay. You know what? Well, there's come only out. one other option, if brother. If you want to come to Lawrenceburg and gamble with the fellas, come gamble with the fellas. All right. <laughs> I agree with Jake. <laughs> on a Tuesday night. On a Tuesday, I mean, on a Tuesday night. Yeah. All right. We, uh, we have gone over our time. Uh, thank you, everybody, for watching today. We'll be back tomorrow. Tom will be back on Friday. Uh, so it'll be us tomorrow. We're going to work on some, getting some guests in here tomorrow and Thursday. Tracy Jones will be back on Thursday. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for listening. This has been Off the Bench, presented by United Dairy Farmers. See you all tomorrow at 10.